0: Well, look on the bright side. When you were sleeping last night, the Hawks beat Anaheim. It's a nice win. Anaheim's good. 3-2 in overtime. Go Hawks! Rest of the weekend, man! Uh, we have to talk about it, so we will later with HAMP. That'd be your Bears portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Richards will do your, uh, do your uh, join me for Moron Entertainment. John Acosta here, John. You'll be our Moron Entertainment Apprentice. Yes. <laughs> and typical Thank of our Moron Operation, we have no idea how you're doing and moving towards official <laughs> Moron status. I know.
1: Maybe a little fact or fiction today, maybe?
0: Uh, absolutely. And uh, Ross Cochran's in later. We, uh, you know, it's November now. I don't know if you caught that. It's November 4th today, and in November... It's Adoption and Foster Care Awareness Month. I may be throwing the foster care in, uh, but the, uh, being an adoptee, um, I uh, I just think it's really important to promote this stuff. So, uh, once again, this year, we're going to take the fine folks at Let It Be Us. Ross works there. And uh, for the next uh, five days in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll talk about uh, some adoption issues. So, and last I knew, uh, Illinois lagged way, 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 way behind in foster care in regards to, I think the number is 18,000 kids currently in foster care in Illinois looking for a home. I mean, you know, uh, that's a completely fixable problem. And uh, uh, those kids uh, just looking for a family to love them, that's all. So we'll talk about that coming up as well. And uh, later on, uh, as we this, we talk about this at the end of the show on Friday, a brand new feature called well, Why Isn't This Viral? Yes. Um, because the um, the viral video thing, well, there's stuff that's on uh, that uh, makes sense, like, you know, a cat video. You know, that makes sense. A baby or a cute kid video, that makes sense. But there's stuff that goes viral, for those of you not aware, meaning that it gets shared over and over and over again and gets exponentially large by volume by hundreds and thousands and millions or whatever. Um, I, there's no real rules to why one thing goes and something else doesn't. You can't really create these, right? but we're going to try, uh, with a new feature (laughs) called, why isn't this viral? And, uh, we're still deciding what John and I will do in the nine o'clock hour, but we're going to try to create a viral video. I
1: think it's going to take off. Yeah. I want, I want to get two to 3 million subscribers and then I think advertising wise, gee, what do we make
0: on that?
2: Uh, 50 cents.
0: Buck 75 now. Buck 75. Yeah. Okay, well... And we don't plan on getting likes. We plan on getting fond ofs. Yes. <laughs> or don't hates. Yeah, don't hates. Don't hates would yeah, be good. That would
2: be or good. Or the usual, meh. Let's get
0: <laughs> a top six and six. From the Is there a button the for there. From the
3: lovely Sunrise Hotel, it's time to get your kicks.
0: Get your kicks.
1: Don't get your
4: kicks. With the top six at six.
0: Let's get this out of the way. Bears lost to the Eagles, 22-14. to team's fourth straight loss. If you look at the NFC, Dave, um, it, there are, I believe, seven, no, there's eight. Eight teams with five wins or more right now. So it's hard to imagine anybody's going to make either wildcard position without at least ten, and most likely eleven wins could be forced to that. L- l- yeah. So I- therefore, the Bears would have to either win out from here in the last eight games or win seven out of eight. The, uh,
5: the Bears have four nfc teams below them in the standings all four huh giants tampa bay atlanta and washington do we play any of them uh, already played Washington. Right. So you're, you're no. just
0: looking for one win, Bear? That's,
3: yeah, I'm just yeah. looking for
5: any, well, any
0: golden touch here.
5: Bears have the same number of wins as Detroit, and they play Detroit twice still, including Sunday.
0: And here. if you want to look at the upside, everybody in the NFC North lost yesterday, so the Bears didn't lose any ground in the division no, at No, that's oh, very heck? true. See, there's your yeah. upside. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's but, a reach.
6: <laughs> but I shouldn't watch it, right? Because I didn't watch it yesterday. I was gone all day, so I didn't. I taped it. Oh, yeah, should I, no, no. Should I just, well, just not even bother? You should erase it immediately. Okay. Yeah, we can. We delete, can kind delete. of yeah. sum
5: it up for you pretty yeah. quickly.
6: Thanks for saving me a couple hours. Good. So, just
0: if you accept the fact nobody's getting in at nine and seven, it's hard to imagine that one no. of the wild cards will be nine and seven. No. The Bears minimally have to win seven out of their last eight games. Um, okay. That's where
5: we are. History, nineteen seventy nine. Bears were three and five. It was Dan Hampton's rookie year. I brought this up Friday, and they they won of the remaining eight games, seven of them, and they made the playoffs. And they, and they actually, because of a bad call in Philadelphia, they probably should have advanced in the playoffs. They lost to the Eagles. But sometimes just, you remember too many things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't see too
0: many other parallels in this situation. <laughs> no, yeah, seven out of eight kids. That's what we're looking for. And more coming up. And as you said, the Lions, Sunday, noon, CBS. Uh, next. <laughs> Under the new deal, a $1.5 billion deal seems to be the best estimate. Chicago Teachers Union members will be able to accrue more than six times, 6x, six times as many unused sick days as before. The tentative agreement reached Tuesday between the city, uh, public schools, and CTU allows union members to bank up to... You ready? You're not ready. 244 sick days. Come on. The number in the old deal was 40. 40.7. That's <laughs> I'm not, ridiculous. I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to come in for 2021. Well, it literally, it literally covers more than an entire school year. It's ridiculous.
6: Well, the good news is it's a good time to become a substitute teacher you have plenty of jobs.
0: Right. <laughs> CB, uh, Chicago Public School employees uh, also can share days from their sick bank with other employees. Did you hear that sentence? What you can trade them? Mm hmm.
5: Collect the whole set. So, like, babe. I can have some of yours? Mm hmm. That
0: continues without change from the last contract. I didn't know that was in a contract. An employee can gift up to 10 days to another employee. So, if you have a friend who's not well mm-hmm. or feeling a little sniffly, and they say, hey, could I have a couple of your sick days. Yeah, and
5: there you go. Do you have to pay it like a charge, like you do with miles? Like
0: a mile transfer fee? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it seems like that would be right.
2: I wonder what they're doing with maternity <laughs> leave. <laughs> I don't
7: I don't think that today, that's just for the sniffles, though. I think that's more for you know sort of a catastrophic situation, right? Like when you're really, really sick and you. Well,
0: the 244, certainly, if you
7: were to, you were to use all of those. But I, I don't know. Is there a restriction on the uh, trading of days? Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go and look at that. But it seems to me that if you just wanted to call in sick for sniffles, that probably. Wouldn't be counted, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Next! McDonald's
0: fired at CAO this weekend after he violated company policy by having a, quote, consensual relationship with an unnamed employee. Steve Easterbrook is out. He made somewhere between 15 and $20 million, uh, a year, um, so it's a lot of money to give up. Uh, but he's fine in that regard. He's not so fine in the fact that... Uh, well, he's been at the top of the uh, the fast food giant since 2015, And now he's out. A guy named Chris Kamczynski, I believe. Uh, At 51 years old, previously served as the company's former head of U.S. business. He is now worldwide CEO
2: mcdonald's bans dating if you work for them whether the person is a direct report of yours or isn't doesn't report to you either so, so there's no yeah. <clears throat>
0: there's no dating at all
2: yeah in the
0: well what if like you're working <laughs> the drive-thru and i'm working the fries <laughs> well, and i, I start don't know. working <laughs> you
2: <laughs> <That's probably. laughs>
0: i mean does that count or not
2: i don't know can just,
0: employees date each other I,
2: I, I i'm not not it's it's with managers yeah. managers
0: yeah 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 okay Next, federal health officials are warning of a multi-state salmonella outbreak linked to ground beef. There have been 10 reported cases so far, according to the CDC. Cases include eight hospitalizations and one death. Uh, The other cases reported in Colorado, Kansas, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Texas. So if you were thinking, I'm going to drive to Iowa and have a hamburger today, I wouldn't advise it. (laughs) Next, Chicago ranks third for busiest airports during holiday travel. The busiest travel days would be Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And Sunday, after Thanksgiving, busiest time to fly out over here is 6 p.m., so plan accordingly. 6 p.m. on those two days. Well, no, on the Wednesday, I suppose. Yeah. Next! (laughs) (laughs) One more fast food story. The Popeye's Chicken Sandwich is back. It's legendary chicken sandwich. Legendary because people freaked out this summer, and they bought all of them. The fast food chain tried to launch the sandwich back in August, but it sold out two weeks later. The company leaders saying they couldn't keep up with demand. Literally, the chicken supply chain
7: was down.
2: And we're going to have Fry the Coop chicken sandwiches this Wednesday.
7: There you go. Um, I saw uh, anecdotally from my friends on Facebook from around the country yesterday, There, it went anywhere from no one in line to people waiting out to the street in line. Depending for chicken. on where the Popeyes Yeah, exactly. It's a location. Are you on a lot of chicken lists where you get that kind of information? <laughs> no, but I, I had a lot of friends who were out trying to get chicken sandwiches yesterday, and they posted it all on Facebook. All right, let's get an answer to this school
0: question if we can before we move on. April, good morning.
6: Hi there. I'm a teacher, and there are two different ways that these get used. Number one, I forgot um, when your producer answered or whoever answered, is um, that if you have a catastrophic illness like cancer, Mm-hmm. And you have to take time off. Mm-hmm. This comes in handy. Sure. You can get better. The other is every now and again, the state offers early retirement. And how does this help you as a taxpayer? It gets an expensive teacher out a year earlier if you use them all. And a newer, less expensive teacher in the system.
0: But can so you take is- the, 2 let's say you've accrued 244 days, and I assume that's <clears throat> senior teachers. Your teachers have been around a long time, obviously. Because you don't you don't get 244 days when you walk in. Uh, no. so, so if you have the two so 200- hundred
6: days, I, I don't know how CPS does. See, um, but um, I just accrue them every year, and I try not to use them. I know some teachers like, well, I've got personal days, so I'm going to use them, and I just think, ugh, what if something happens? You know? Well, um, I, you know, I get
0: I that. You know, and that's why people have catastrophic short-term insurance and different things. There's a lot of ways people figure it out. Having right, said but that,
6: this allows this allows for that. If um, if I were to get a catastrophic illness or i get into a car accident and i'm laid up I for six it. months i i have over a hundred days accrued um after 15 16 years all right so at the end of
0: at the end of your career whatever you choose that time to be do you get paid for those days if you hold them like if you're ready to leave is that what you're telling me because i'm confused by that
6: i th- i i don't know how it works because i started late and i really need to look into the retirement arena and i don't know how it works i'm just assuming that on my helper chart there needs to be a 911 caller as i get old but um <laughs> because i might never get to retire <laughs> but um i that's that's the question i really can't answer okay. very accurately but that is the way it's used i don't think that people are just using them just because um it's it's so much harder to be gone than it is to be there it takes a good 2 3 hours of planning at least to have a, a sub plan that will make it so your class does not um assume chaos as soon sure. as you're gone and then you have to
0: fix yeah, not... it
6: out as soon as you get back so
0: yeah and create more work for you uh can you trade in your district
6: um we can we can put some days into um I don't remember what it's called a bank for someone like if someone were to experience a catastrophic event um mm-hmm. and we could donate them to that to that person with um board well administrative and um um union approval it has to be a vote of equal members
0: okay all right so, well, listen i appreciate the education are you teaching today
6: i am and i just got done with my fitness class and i need to get my butt in the shower so.
0: all right we'll get to school <laughs> don't be late
7: because i can't write you out.
6: All right, thanks. All right. Thanks for
0: listening. I, appreciate Chief, it.
7: I can also confirm the part about the retiring early. My sister teaches in Southern Illinois, and she's uh, getting ready to retire after 25 years. She has two and a half years of sick time that she's never used, and um, she'll be able to retire two and a half years earlier. And the benefit, the economic benefit for that school district is they'll be able to replace her because she's been there a quite a long time with somebody a little cheaper.
0: All right. Let me grab this quickly because uh, we're short on time here as usual. Aaron.
8: I was just calling to follow up what your previous caller said. Uh-huh. So the first thing is that teachers can turn in on new sick days at the end of the career and get paid a small amount for them to help with retirement. And then the second thing is the sick bank donating of days is used for extreme cases. So one of our first-year teachers, her son was diagnosed with cancer during her first year of teaching, and she had very few sick days because she's a new teacher. So she burned through them really fast. And then had to, like, whenever she was out for his treatment, she wasn't being paid for that. And we had wanted to be able to donate her sick days, so she was getting paid during that time. Right. But we couldn't because it wasn't in our contract.
0: So this is, perspective-wise, this is obviously, common sense-wise, this is something you would use in those cases, whether somebody's sick or they have a family member, whatever the case may be. Uh, but yeah. the thing I'm not I clear on, and I only have 30 seconds here, is when you you say you're paid a certain amount at the end of your career for those, so you don't get full pay for those days?
8: No. So I'm actually looking at contracts right now, and it's like between $25 and $30 right now, depending on the district.
0: On each day for each day. Yes. Okay. All right, Aaron, thank you. Thank you. We'll take a break, come back and get your uh, news from uh, a man named Grzanich next. Steve Cochran show, 720 WGN.
9: Doctor. 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 And doctor. Well,
10: we miss anyone?
8: Northwestern
3: Medicine. DP.
8: Call Dr. Moes right now. Mose
0: Dr. Kevin Moes sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. And always remember, they're relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Here's relentless, Doctor Kevin Moss. Good morning,
9: sir. Good morning, Steve. How are you guys doing? We are fine. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's hey, it's a beautiful Monday morning, and uh, you're probably just starting to see a sun uh, sunrise there, aren't you? Well,
0: let me take a look as I look out over Lake Michigan. Yeah, there's a little bit of cloud cover. Uh, barometric pressure seems to be steady. Yep. Um, but yeah, some interesting colors coming up behind the clouds. Yeah, we got a nice well, view here from the 18th floor.
9: At least it was in the 40s this morning when I got up, so that's not bad.
0: Yeah, we are 15 to 20 degrees, depending on where you are, below the number we ought to be at this time of year. So we're getting screwed. That's a technical meteorological term. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Dr. Kevin Most, uh, there's several things we need to discuss, but let me just hit you with this. The bears appear to be very sick. Do you have a diagnosis? They appear to be quite ill at this point.
9: You know, I was thinking about watching the Bears game, and instead I went out and played golf, and I think I feel a whole heck of a lot better because I did that.
0: Good call. All right, so last week we talked about the fact that soda is going to kill you. The next time you have a soda, you will drop dead instantly. Uh, So let's talk instead about something that won't kill you, even though I won't drink either. One of these things, I think this is good news for people. What is your good news?
9: Yeah, you know, I, I did. I felt bad last week after everything was a downer, so more uplifting news, you know. We we all have talked numerous times about the health benefits of coffee, um, which usually makes a lot of people very happy to know that they love it so much and there there are health benefits. And then last week a study came out that showed an additional one. You know, we've talked about that it can decrease pain, that it has a decrease in type 2 diabetes, decreases in Alzheimer's, all those good things. And then one other thing that came out last week was we have two types of fat in our body. We have white fat and we have brown fat. Brown fat. I not know this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and brown fat is found in all mammals, and it's actually found uh, in high doses in those that hibernate because that's how they survive through their hibernation. We never found out what triggers us to burn brown fat, but a study that came out recently showed that coffee actually triggers us to burn brown fat. How much coffee? Well that's, they're not so sure about right now. They're not so sure that if it's, is it the caffeine? Is it something else in the coffee? So that's the part that they're looking at right now. The beauty of it is that when we burn brown fat, we show a decrease in our blood sugar levels. should have a decrease in diabetes issues, decrease in our lipids, so it should have a cardiovascular, and actually shows a decrease in our weight. So if they can figure this out just a little bit further than they have right now, we may be using this in weight management as well as in uh, treatment of type 2 diabetes.
2: But Doc, you're talking about black coffee, I'm guessing. You're not talking about the uh, free fru coffee drink that I may be ordering when I go to Starbucks.
9: Yeah, gee, sorry. It's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the one that's loaded with caramel and whipped cream and the more dairy cream, cream coffee. Is, <laughs> correct. That, those are desserts. Those aren't coffee.
2: Okay, so just black coffee. Not even a latte. Does a latte count?
9: A latte would probably count. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's a smaller percentage, obviously, of people that drink black coffee. So let's say, and I'm not a coffee drinker. So if my terminology here is wrong, jump in. Uh, a splash of cream. A teaspoon of sugar. Is that okay? Everything in moderation?
9: Oh, no, absolutely. That is all in moderation. This study actually is trying to figure out, you know, whether it's the caffeine in the coffee. It's not even talking about the other ingredients in there. So they're trying to figure out what. But when you look at all of the other things that we talk about, absolutely, a little bit of cream is not going to cause you to have heart disease. It, It appears that the protective measure of coffee, even with cream, is there. So definitely take care of that. I mean, you know, don't make it more, you know, have a splash of coffee with your milk, but um, definitely uh, the, you know, two to four cups of coffee appears to be very healthy.
0: Eighty-three percent of Americans drink coffee every morning.
2: I know. Eighty-three yeah. percent. I, is I, that true?
0: Yeah. I didn't know it was that You and I are so in the minority. We
2: are. I have about three to four cups of coffee a day, <laughs> especially. But I think I will rectify the situation by... Ordering the Frappuccino and then also having a black, just plain cup of coffee.
9: Yeah. (laughs) I haven't had coffee since uh, studying for an organic chemistry test at Kansas. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a long time ago. Do you drink
6: tea, Doc, like us?
9: Uh, I I will drink tea. Unfortunately, I like the sweetened tea more than the unsweetened tea, but a good Arnold Palmer is good as well. (laughs) Um,
0: Do you drink anything in the morning that, you know, your little caffeine kick of any kind?
9: No, I drink a Lacroix in the morning. So I, I totally stopped um, diet sodas. You remember, as a matter of fact, you probably remember the conversation you and myself and Eddie Olchek had about about how much diet Coke he was drinking and I was drinking. We both, you know, quit drinking diet Coke, you know, cold turkey. And I was drinking about ten a day. So I went to zero That's a lot. quickly. That is a, That's lot. a lot,
5: Dave. Wasn't there a, a doc, uh, isn't this kind of a reversal from what was thought a few years ago that coffee could be actually harmful? Because I'm a coffee drinker and it was, I, I had thought at one time about giving it up, but now I'm glad I kept drinking it.
9: Yeah, you know the, the people did. You know there were those anti coffee people out there, <clears throat> and that's why science went to the to the point of studying it instead of just having people anecdotally say it's good or it's bad. So actually, when you look at all the studies that are done, and we're talking about a lot of studies done on millions of people, the health benefits certainly outweigh any of the risks that caffeine may increase your heart rate or increase your blood pressure, which is minimal, if anything.
1: John. Yeah. Hi. Right. Good morning, Doc Most. John DeCaux, uh, Galena Gazette. Um, so, and check that one up, Dave, because I think no, that exists. That's,
5: that's not the Janesville Gazette. That's, not, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a different one. Okay, yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, yeah, I don't drink coffee, and I haven't had soda in like 14 years. So, is there a pill I could take that is a coffee pill that I don't have to taste it? <laughs>
9: You know, John, we laugh about that, but that's exactly what this study is looking at. This study is looking at saying we have all these health benefits, plus we're finding this health benefit of a sugar, diabetes, lipid protection. Boy, if we can find it, we could put it in a pill. Put it in a pill form with those ingredients that show us the benefits of decrease in colon cancer, decrease in in, uh, Alzheimer's, you know, all of those things. Finding out what that agreement is, ingredient is, and then putting that in a pill form would be the next step.
0: But couldn't you replicate, there's probably somebody working on this now, replicating the um, ingredients of a cup of black coffee in a pill, and therefore, you know, you take three pills a day. That's the average American, three cups of coffee a day.
9: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's trying to find out what's that magic bullet in coffee that gives us these benefits. I'm saying put it all in. Put it all in the pill until further notice, until you guys figure out the rest. Well, that's called like Sanka or something, isn't it? Where it's freeze-dried and you just like put it on your toast or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I'm saying
0: do a pill, the black coffee pill. It's the one pill's equivalent of a cup of black coffee. And let, uh, you know, the cast of the Big Bang Theory figure out which magic ingredient it is while everybody else is taking it. You know, we all want it easy, Doc. We want it in a
9: pill. Absolutely. Everybody wants things much easier. Put Starbucks out of business, but everybody wants it easier.
0: I would open a new black coffee pill stand on every corner right across yep. from every Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> you know, we kidding? in Starbucks would start offering it immediately.
9: They definitely would. Yeah. And flavored ones. They'd probably have caramel or whatever they put in their coffee. And then we'd be
0: right back to this discussion. Or a big pill Correct. called the Grande. Um, <laughs>
9: all right. Coming
0: back with how important is it to get a hug? Uh-, and can you lower your chance of Alzheimer's? And uh, those are the type of things. These are, these are these are positive news stories from Happy Doc. Most, yeah, uh, coming back with that in a moment. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, Doc. I think I have a frog in my throat. What's the medical diagnosis? Ooh,
9: frog. where'd you go for dinner? Frog Guys, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right, so let's press forward because I've never <laughs> sounded better.
9: You haven't. Jump in here, G.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. uh Are we talking about hugs or are we talking about dogs? Let's go to dogs. Okay. All right. So I'm hearing that having a dog could be very helpful for your health. But I think I kind of already knew that. I think everybody yeah. knows that.
9: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We all knew that dogs were great for to help us get up and exercise, for help us for social isolation, for the PTSD issues. And a study, two studies actually came out just a couple of weeks ago as they're looking at the impact of dogs on individuals who had a heart attack or a stroke. And it shows unbelievable differences between individuals who had a heart attack and a stroke and didn't have a dog versus those that did and i mean we're talking 20 25 30 percent decrease in relapse of heart attacks as well as um, uh, mortality so they lived longer and they were much more active if they had a dog
0: so if you have a kennel would you live to be 200 because the multiplicity of dogs would help
9: Exactly, You know, the dogs, a couple things there. One is it helps their mood because dogs are very, you know, uh, they're very social. Mm -hmm. And two, it causes them to get up and move more. So when we talk about individuals who have a heart attack or strokes, we want them to get up and move and rehab as much as possible. The sedentary lifestyle is not good. And although someone can tell you to get up and move, dogs actually do a better job of it. So they take care of that social isolation. They give us some... um, uh, activity to do, um, and they make our mood better. So this study was pretty, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but you're going to start to see more cardiologists ask about, do you have a dog at home after a heart attack?
0: How do we lower our chance for Alzheimer's?
9: You know, a bunch of things came out on this. And, you know, the biggest thing is get heavy exercise. Make sure you get 150 minutes a week of moderate to vigorous exercise. Stop smoking. We know that smoking has a uh uh, correlation there. Limit yourself to one alcoholic drink. Probably one of the biggest things is challenge your mind, challenge your brain every day. Whether it's doing Sudoku or whether it's doing crossword puzzles, but challenge your mind and eat a good diet. You think about those things; they're very simple. But Rush University here in Chicago just came out with this study that showed that if you did this, you decrease your risk of Alzheimer's by sixty percent.
0: My grandmother wow. lived to be one hundred and one, and every day she would write and handwrite in like a little diary thing what the weather forecast was and whether it was right or not Yeah, and that she you go back and look at her notes now skilling hated it yeah. uh but uh, uh but uh, it was just a little example of uh, keeping your mind active all right so uh get over here doc give me a hug
9: come here you the importance of a hug yeah you know we think about hugs you know from a social point of view, it's great um, because that warm embrace it elevates our mood, both the individual who gives it as well as the individual who receives it. But the interesting study that came out showed that it also increases our immune system. So as we come into this season of colds and flu, I mean Viv's got a cold right now. Influenza is coming. A hug is much better than a handshake. To be honest with you, one we're finding out that it increases our immune system, it decreases stress, lowers our blood pressure. Um, so it's actually much better than um, than a than a handshake. Um, but during cold and flu season, be careful who you hug. Careful, but still, if if you have the influenza, I'd rather give you a hug than I would give you a handshake. Chances are that you have more influenza on your hand than you do just in a, a quick embrace. Doc, so,
2: do. You, uh... yeah. Awkward hugs count, too, when they're slightly yeah. awkward.
9: Yeah, gee, that's those are the ones that I had to be really careful about because you have to make sure that it's um, socially uh, a good place to do a hug and, <laughs> and to make sure that the individual receiving the hug wants it as much as you want to give it to them. John?
1: No, you know, what's interesting about this, and, and I'm going to go back here. I just realized, uh, Doc, you know, because I had both knees replaced last year, but my ther- home therapy went great. They couldn't believe how well I did, but it's it's because I had two dogs. I had to get up constantly yep. mm-hmm. and let them out, right. and then walk back. So this yeah.
2: is why uh, cat owners don't benefit from this, it's correct? Yeah, especially, yeah. Cats don't correct. care if you're better, especially if cats yeah. are acting <clears throat> like jerks. So,
0: um, and uh, if you were the CEO of McDonald's, should you hug people, or probably not for a few days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not for a few days. supposedly. Yeah. yeah. All
9: right. All right, but you know what? It'd be one of the big other big studies. On hugging comes out of all our neonatal intensive care units where we have all these premature babies. So, I mean, I tell you, if you want a good second job, we have professional huggers up there. We have professional cuddlers that take these kids out of these little bassinets and just hold them and rock in a chair with them. And it's been shown that they grow more rapidly and will get out of the uh, NICU much quicker if they have that uh, opportunity.
0: I uh, do that with Dave every day after the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it does help.
4: I hold him and rock him. Brian. Hey, good morning. What do you got? I got a link to all your topics, which is kind of crazy, but, uh, uh, you know, my, my wife is doing great now, but she's, uh, she had rectal cancer the last few years and went through chemo and surgery and reversal and all that. Um, great doctors out of Illinois Cancer Institute, Sobel and, uh, Pinchot at Northwestern and Moveden, but, uh. But the, the the link to the dog, my German Shepherd, uh, she had uh, passed out a couple times after chemo due to dehydration. Probably saved her life twice.
9: So I said, "Well, give your dog a
11: hug."
4: So, but uh, well, God bless him. Yeah, so, I mean, she's doing great and.
0: Uh, so the a dog. So. Hey, Brian, that's great news, man. Good for you. And uh, go hug your wife, and thanks for calling. I appreciate you listening. Congrats well, Doc, there. you've done good things here, and we will post the notes with the podcast, regardless of how Vivian feels. And that way you'll be able to see all the stuff, including a couple of things we even have time to, uh, to get to. But, uh, you know, this is all good news that you've brought us this morning. I don't
9: want this every week, Doc, but this week... I, I just had to. I had to come back with some uplifting ones. Joe told me, "Hey, if they're not uplifting, I'm not talking to you." So, you know. Well, when we think uplifting, we think Joe. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we got to get to the news, Doc. Thank you. You got it. Take care, you guys. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, and the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom is where Steve will be next. <laughs>
3: Think how fortunate they were. They weren't at home. Could you imagine the boo birds at Soldier Field? There's not an earplug that you could find that could, you know, stop the boos. After that, offense would have played like that at home. Could you imagine somebody would have set fire to the stadium?
1: Could Jay Cutler come out here next week and play better than Mitchell Trubisky?
3: Guys, I've said this all year. If we had Jay Cutler at the start of the season playing quarterback, would probably be six and two, seven one, something like that. Wow. It's it's not even close. An animal.
4: Dan Hampton anchors a young Bears
3: defense. An animal. It's time
4: for Dan Hampton.
0: Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Sure, the Bears got to win seven out of eight now. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Not with this team as currently configured. But it is mathematically possible in the National Football League. Uh, Dan Hampton joins us now, the Hall of Famer. have nine yards in the first half isn't good, but it is 27 feet. I think people are looking at the wrong uh, number here.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. Everyone is just a little bit too critical. <laughs> <on a game. laughs> you know... It was funny. You were saying, hey, we can win seven out of eight. Yeah, we can do it. You know, I like that. It's the holidays. We're starting to get that <laughs> that old-time rosy feeling. And, yeah. and the, yeah. the good old days of Henry Burris come to mind as mm-hmm. you watch that offensive performance in the first half yesterday. You know, she kind of brings a tear to your eye, five straight three and outs. So, yeah, guys, you know, and we, we talked about this ad nauseum early in the season and you know at the risk of sounding like a much old fuddy duddies, you know, O B and I beating the table saying, guys, you're missing the boat here. You're not ready. You're not prepared. You need to and you know, but guess what? When you look at it, what are we? We're three and five. We're a, a decent defense, dysfunctional offense, and looking for answers. Where are we? We're at the bottom of the division. And why are we? arrogance. They think they know everything. They don't want to do the hard things. You know, I, I just was hearing a clip about uh, Mitchell Trubisky talking about, oh yeah, we're really working hard in practice and practice doesn't matter anymore. The practice that was, it was August and you know, early September. Now it's over. It's You're out there just kind of going through the motions. So again, they can do it. They have certain components that if everything falls right, they can win some games, but, by gosh, they better start this coming Sunday. Let's assume that
0: Jack and Cannon and Gary Huff aren't available. What do you do about this quarterback?
3: Well, and I said this, you know, in baseball, you know, I don't care about the ego of the pitcher. You know, John Lester's pretty good, but, hey, if he starts throwing grapefruits up there in the fifth, get him out. Well, if we would have put in... Chase Daniel, in the Raider game, there's no doubt we probably would have won that. Same thing, you know, I don't know about the Saint game, but, you know, you could have beat the Chargers, and I think you could have beat this team yesterday. If if, if the offense has two or three, you know, I know this is different, but back in the day, you know, Lou Holtz would, he'd give the offense two series. If they didn't score a touchdown, he'd put the whole second team in. There has to be a sense of urgency for us to go five straight, three and outs, and and stumble around like, you know, something out of a, a, a circus act, the first half, mistakes, penalties. You know, the defensive line is not, you know, without culpability here. They, they jumped outside four times, right. giving uh, uh, the Eagles a first down on three of those drives. So, yeah, the offense was bad, but the defense wasn't great. Yeah, they got them stopped for a couple of field goals. But you still gave up, what was it, uh, 22 points. Uh, excuse me, 26 points. So at the end of the day. No, 22, you're 22. right. The first time it was 22. Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm just saying, it, 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 it's enough. Yeah, you're right. 22, there's a field goal at the end. Uh, uh, sooner or later, you got to have these, you know, a little Lord Fauntleroy stand up and make a play. We haven't had one, we, we had drive up to drive. You know, the 93-yard touchdown drive in the fourth quarter by the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. Week after week, we've got to find a way to make a play and win the game. Our defense couldn't stop them yesterday after the offense got us back in it. So, uh, you know,
0: I think this modern group, and I am the old man every week because I, can, you know, I hear what I say, uh, but this modern group has lost the understanding of the power of admitting you suck. You know what fans want to hear? They want to hear you taking responsibility for it. Everybody, we were all crazy happy at the beginning of the season. Everybody was optimistic. I don't want to, I'm like you Hemp. I don't want to hear about practice. I want to hear we understand we're terrible. We're sorry. We're going to fix this. And nobody including the coach is
3: saying that. Again, that was that was my third uh, response to, you know, why are we 3 and 5? It's arrogance. They think they know more, you know, that they're smarter than than everyone else, and you know, unfortunately, it, it, you know, we, we had that philosophy in the draft with all of these a majority of players like Shaheen and Trubisky and Leonard Floyd. These were not these were not great college players. Oh, but we know we can project them to become great players. We hope they do, but. As to now, you know, when we're expecting these kids to grow up and and, and be viable building blocks that we can build a, a great team around, and it's not happening yet. But, you know, here's the one thing that we all have to remember. At, at, at some point, you know, they didn't quit yesterday. And that, that's that's the one thing I was looking at when I – saw the the halftime score, I said, you know, it's this team, it's on the road, you know, in Philly, it's not an easy place to play, yada, yada. They didn't quit. They they found a way, Trubisky found a, you know, they they actually, you know, and if you listen to a a post-game show, we criticize, yes, but we give constructive criticism where we're trying to tell them what to do, and they did a little play action, roll right, bootleg, and... Guess what? The quarterback was wide open to be able to throw without you know a defensive lineman hanging on him. And he found Taylor Gabriel for a 53-yard bomb. So those are the things you got to run, not once or twice. you got to run them five, six, seven times a game when your offense is this dysfunctional. Because we can't put together a 12, 14-yard drive uh, series after series. We've got to find a way to get big chunks to keep us in games.
5: Uh, you know they did it too if you remember against Oakland they were down 17 nothing in that game at halftime came back took the lead but Hap, you alluded to the offsides penalties and Khalil Mack uh, was saying afterwards Adam Hogue had the, the audio from from Mack in the locker room where he's saying that the Kelsey the center for Philadelphia was moving the ball a little bit and that was causing the Bears to jump offsides and and uh, look, you played the position, right? I mean, that's, I can't imagine if that happened that he's the first guy ever to do that. And 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 if he did move the ball, how do the officials not
3: see it? Well, it does sound like, oh, nanny, 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 man, he, he's pulling my hair. I, I know, I, I know. I, and, hey, look, We like Khalil Mack. Uh, obviously, he's struggling this year. He's not as big a component and factor week after week. Um, I think he's playing hard, but uh, they're doing some different things with him. But you know, to start whining about the center rocking the ball, and essentially that's what they do. But see, it, again, therein is the, the the old maxim about discipline. You know, hey, you just you hold your water, and then you know you you know when the ball snapped, and there's a difference. And after you, you know you watch it two or three times. You have to adjust. Yeah. You know, it's just like receivers doing. You know, they're not going to do exactly what you want them to do. You have to get up there and, and take different, you know, strategies as far as your jam and how you're going to take away the inside. You know, that's that's. See again, this goes back to the point. These these guys didn't practice didn't practice hard. They didn't play in the preseason, so all this is all new new stuff to them. Come on, get get. You know, they have got to get over this. You know, like everybody's you know, doing different things because they show up unprepared and, and unaccustomed to what is possible or, you know, certain people are getting away with at any time in the league. So, I, I like I said, I don't know. This is uh, – it's all starting to sound kind of ridiculous to me. It, it, you know, we, we we're we talking about this defense being special and week after week after week, again, late in the game they they give us a you know w- w- we get a chance to win if they if they rear up on their hind legs and make something happen and unfortunately they're just not getting it done.
0: So uh, before we run out of time here, which we're going to do very quickly, uh, uh, your baseball yeah. analogy I think is really good. Uh, what is the reason you wouldn't go to Chase Daniels this week other than just politically protecting your behind and and pride?
3: Okay, and that's it. It's all about Ryan Pace traded away the world and moved up in the draft to get, you know, number 10. If he goes to Chase Daniel, basically he's saying to the world, you're Ryan, right, I'm an idiot. You know what? I know. So he can't do that. But what you can do is, like I said, give 10, 2 series, 3 series. If things aren't working or if he's, if he's having one of those – Henry Burr's-type days where he's, you know, stumbling around and throwing the ball in in interceptions. Get him out of there. You know, it's just like a pitcher. Hey, in the second inning, if they're they're getting jacked, get him out. All I know is, you know, this team has been held hostage now for the first half of a season because of this, you know, quarterback's inability to play NFL-caliber football. And that's what it is. You know, everybody's expected to do their job. You can't only... Cover for somebody so long. Well, it's time that at it, it, this point in time in the season, there has, and you know what that would do? It would send a sense of urgency through the team. They would say, hey, nobody's safe. Yep. If, you know, the golden 100%. child gets benched or, or is taken out of the game, then nobody's safe. I, I, let me just tell you this. Okay, I made the Pro Bowl my second year, my third year, for whatever reason, Buddy Ryan didn't think I was playing as well as I should be. He pulled me out of a game, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, you're not getting it done. I it, it, it crushed me. It crushed me. And you know what? I couldn't sleep. I, I redoubled my efforts and everything I did to say, hey, you'll never pull me out of a game again, and he didn't. So a lot of times that hidden hand of motivation is, hey, you, you, everybody has to face the music, look in the mirror, and I think it's time maybe has to, you know, has a short leash on this kid and keeps our team in a, in a viable chance of winning games. And if he does, hey, who knows? Maybe that'll be the, the kick in the pants that number 10 needs.
0: Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. It's just common sense, kids. Go out and get yourself a Chevy today. You'll feel better and not think about the Bears. And, Hamp, we will talk to you this week.
3: See you Friday.
0: Go Bears. There you go. You're going to hear a lot of news today about an incident that happened at the Naperville Buffalo Wild Wings uh, a week or so ago. Um, a group in a post-sports kind of get-together and maybe a combo birthday party. They go to the Buffalo Wild Wings, a bunch of kids, and the parents, as the story goes, uh, the person who was uh, taking them to a table that had been set up for them asked what... Um, either what race or what ethnicity they were. And the woman in the group said, well, why does that matter? And they said, well, because there's one of our regulars sitting near the table doesn't like to sit next to black people. Well, shockingly, that's where the problem began. <laughs> After they uh, sat down, um, they were also told by a waiter, or I should say a manager who came over that they'd have to move um, because this individual this regular manager came over to his table said we've got to move you to another location he doesn't want to sit near black people obviously and not surprisingly i should say the people left at that moment now in 2019 what you would instantly hear of is a lawsuit we're not hearing of a lawsuit we're hearing of a very common sense reaction by this family they got up and they left they left and they went to another place in the meantime the mom, wife, the female involved—you uh, know these—I I don't know the specifics of who these people are—posted uh, this socially, and it went bananas, as you might guess. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings corporate response is: the several people involved have been fired, a couple of other people supposedly quit. And if you're Buffalo Wild Wings, I don't have—you know—listen, I, I got no knock on Buffalo Wild Wings, but Buffalo Wild Wings, I assume, this morning is doing a corporate reach-out to every one of their franchises to try to explain the obvious. I don't care if it's a regular. I don't care if it's a manager. I don't care who he wants to sit with. The person that leaves is the racist. Not the group of ten that came in who are just trying to have a good family evening. So just know when you read this story, there's more to it than the headline. And my best of Buffalo Wild Wings corporately... Uh, I hope there's not some big boycott thing that goes on, because this seems to be a, a group of a couple of dopes who uh, did a very stupid thing. And I salute the family for their reaction. Yeah. You know? 728. We'll come back with the headlines next in 720 WGN. Pass
1: ahead to Taves Over the duck line. Right wing. Stops in the right circle. Holds. Set it
0: in front. Scores! It's Patrick Kane! So the Hawks are great. One last night. First of a stretch. I'd like to see yeah. them run off
5: about 30 or 40 in a row now. They got a point on Saturday night mm-hmm. against the uh We'll LA take a three-point weekend.
0: Uh, three three out of four. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good win. And uh, they go 1-1-1 one, one, and one on a quickie road trip. Then they come back for a couple.
5: Yeah, they got one more game tomorrow night uh, at San Jose oh. to wrap up the road trip. I thought there was three. Now there's four. There's four, man. They um,
0: added one. You didn't know. They just this morning? <laughs> yes, over the weekend. I'm <laughs> sorry. Call. I should have told you. Uh, and uh, speaking of sports, Dave, I made a couple of calls after we talked to him because I want to help, as you know. Kent Nix played quarterback <laughs> yes. for the Bears in 71. I've got a message into Kent. Uh, Greg Landry. That's yeah. a good one. Landry as well. And Moses Moreno. Those are the three I've reached out to so far as a step up from Mitch at this point. You couldn't get hold of Virgil Carter? I couldn't get hold of Virgil Carter. I, I'm, sadly, I wanted to get hold of Larry Rakestraw. We lost Larry this year. Yeah. Oh. so uh, And I'm telling you right now, here's a guy who looks tan-rested and ready the last time I saw him. Flutie. Why can't Flutie play? He does. He's in his hey, early fifties. He probably still moves around. Okay. Here's He's, the thing: I I know
5: people are down on Trubisky, and it was it it's been a bad performance. I get that. But people have short memories when it comes to Bears quarterbacks. This is—we're we're far from seeing the worst play at quarterback that we've seen if you followed this
0: franchise over the years. If you want to get uh, seriously uh, depressed or confused, just Google Bears history of quarterbacks, right? the list, and you tell me after Sid Luckman and up to Jim McMahon mm-hmm. how we did. Yeah, I mean. Eric Kramer still holds a bunch of records. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. At 7:41, I have these Hawks tickets. Maybe I'll just keep them. Joe, would it be all right if I kept these myself? As long as you take me, buddy. That seems like a good plan. I like Joe. Um, yeah. yeah Super I mean, it, Joe and me at the game. Yeah, Woo! Yeah, I
5: I think it's a good plan, but I think you guys need to get other tickets. <laughs> these you can't keep.
0: All right, caller seven. We'll then. just take them, anyways. 312 981 7200. Super Joe, give them the caller seven. Caller okay. seven. And again, these tickets are Toronto Maple Leaf Chicago Blackhawks this coming Sunday. I'll be there. Courtesy of Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. For all the right reasons, Four Seasons. Find them online at Four Seasons Heating, com. and Row Con with Anna Vontis. They're giving away another pair this afternoon. So. Are you going to the Bears Lions game first, and then going over to the United Center for the six o'clock face-off? Um, why ruin an entire day? <laughs> um, I will be at the uh, Blackhawks game.
7: <laughs> so I knew it.
0: So I don't want to go to the Blackhawks game in a bad mood because the Hawks are going to beat Toronto. So you are
5: saying the Bears won't beat the Lions? Mm-mm.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I am saying. Ryan Noble standing by on a day. You know, this is kind of where we are. It is really, really good news for the president that he's within the margin of error of the Democrats now. I know the goals might be small, but that's a big—that's a big news piece. Uh, and good morning, Ryan Nobles.
10: Hey, good morning, Steve. Uh, just uh, not to get uh, weighed into your quarterback controversy, but Doug Floody had a couple of years with the Bills. So, that's I mean, I—I exactly right. I, I wouldn't, you know, he might be in his fifties. You're right, but you know, at this point. And based on how uh, the Patriots
0: but, yeah. looked last night, Patriots got just spanked by baltimore uh and your bills continue to play well
10: hey kids stranger things have happened i don't want to get too excited a game and a half out of the division it's, it's been a while so as this was, we'll this take a playoff from uh, the birth but you know maybe we're getting a little too excited i don't know all
0: right so let me see if i can summarize this and you correct me if i'm wrong uh, these are swing state polls of likely voters And I say, okay, the the margin of error on this has got to be crazy. Well, yeah, uh, but state polls are super important because national polls don't reflect what state polls do sometimes. And if you remember, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by three million votes, but the Electoral College comes from state uh, vote totals. So what do we know now from the state polls head-to-head against uh, Democrat candidates?
10: Well, the first thing it's telling us is that Joe Biden is the best position right now to beat Donald Trump. You know, he has pretty comfortable leads in most of these battleground states. Uh, But I think there is some concern for Democrats, particularly when you look at the person who seems to be surging in the Democratic field, and that's Elizabeth Warren. You know, there are quite a few of these states where she's either losing President Trump or uh, she uh, is within the margin of error. She's a lead, but it is within the margin of error. And I think there were some Democrats that woke up this morning, looked at these polls and thought, oh, my gosh, this is our worst case scenario uh, where Donald Trump again kind of uh, clips off these Midwest states. Uh, and runs out to a, an electoral college victory, perhaps still loses the popular vote. Because when you look at how President Trump matches up with basically the top five in the Democratic field nationally, uh, he still he loses on on, on almost every uh, poll that you look at. So this is, I think, the first glimpse that we're getting into how the electoral college map shapes up. I still think I'd rather be a Democrat than a Republican, or I'd rather be one of the Democrats for Donald Trump, particularly when he still has the specter of impeachment over him. But I think it's it's a kind of a good wake-up call that there's a very specific strategy as to how Donald Trump and his re-election is going to handle this campaign. They're not worried about the popular vote. They're worried about running up the score in places where he has a good, strong base of support and that could be enough to win the Electoral College. This is uh, by no means uh, a done deal, this race. We've got a long way to go, one year away.
0: Let me get Jan here, and then I'll give you some numbers.
2: Um, so... In terms of the Democratic field, Beto O'Rourke finally ended his campaign. It looks like Evelyn Yang is now out on the campaign trail with her husband. At what point do you think there's going to be a true narrowing of the field? And, you know, when do the Democrats need to do this so that we can get solidarity behind uh, one nominee?
10: Yeah, that's a good question. I still think you're not going to see a true winnowing of the field until at the earliest after iowa and then maybe not even after super tuesday where you have it down to maybe two or three candidates uh you know most of these guys still have enough money you know they voted themselves out to get through iowa you know there's always the thought there's a lot of volatility in iowa right now the last uh iowa poll uh that i saw i think at somewhere in the range of 45 percent of voters still had yet to make up their mind yet so I'd say, you know, if you're a Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, somebody further down the map, even somebody like Kamala Harris, who has had the opportunity to gain momentum, you're hoping that this fall of Joe Biden continues, that perhaps you could be the candidate that fills that void. You know, we've seen pretty consistent numbers from Warren and Sanders they to be there that 22 23 percent range the question is does biden fall off and then do you have somebody like pete Buttigieg or someone else fill that void so that's why there's no reason to get out if you if you've got the financial wherewithal to stay in beto o'rourke made it pretty clear that they were running out of money he just wasn't going to be able to sustain the campaign that long so i you know i think if you've got the money you stay in and you see what happens and remember that some of these guys might be all running for vice president they feel like a strong showing in Iowa even if they don't banner you know finish fifth or worse if they show signs of life that might be enough to make one of the top tier candidates today perhaps this guy should be my running mate
0: Biden wins head to head with Trump according to this New York Times poll in Pennsylvania Wisconsin Florida and Arizona he loses to Trump in North Carolina and uh, and is even in Florida, Michigan right? uh sanders uh beats trump in michigan pennsylvania wisconsin loses to trump in florida arizona and north carolina all of that run is margin of error i think the real news out of this thing is how bad trump thumps elizabeth warren in michigan even in pennsylvania wisconsin he beats her in florida by four points and leads her in uh north carolina the only state she's leading in is arizona and the democrats of course have to have somebody that can beat trump biden's initial pitch i'm the guy that can beat trump seems to be holding up
10: it does but what i I think is interesting and and, you know i think we'll see a a shift in the view of democrats over the next couple of months you know consistently their number one concern has been being Beating Donald Trump. But in the latest mattering of polls, you've actually seen the, you know, wanting uh, to beat uh, President Trump not being the one on their list. They were more concerned about things like healthcare and uh, paying for college and uh, and immigration reform, things like that. Uh, You know, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, when you just anecdotally spend time. In these swing states like I have in, in, in these early voting states, universally Democrats will tell you the number one thing they care about is beating Donald Trump. I've been to many Sanders rallies. I was at a Sanders event in Iowa uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, and there was a guy there. What that, one of the things I love about covering Iowa in particular is that you show up to one of these events and it's not just the you know Iowans will go and, and watch these candidates without having their minds made up. And I talked to a guy who was who there. Considering Sanders basically said, I want the guy that can best beat Trump. So I still think the electability argument is the biggest area of concern for elizabeth warren it's not just that she you know is polling poorly against uh, trump in these battleground states she actually is doing okay with him head to head nationally but i think there's also a concern that that she has a lot of vulnerability in terms of things that trump can attack her for you know this whole issue with uh, her uh, you know i mean native american heritage early on in her law career that's just something that you know there's not a whole lot of air there but that's not going to stop Trump from just beating her over the head with it. And he has a unique ability to do that. And I think that there are a lot of Democrat voters that would like to see how she would stand up to something like that? Can she just you know, definitely you know push Trump's nonsense away? Or is it something that she could get caught in the mire and then the whole thing spirals out of control? That's the biggest concern for her right now. She's run a pretty error-free campaign up until this point. But that's one thing that's difficult to test at this point because she's up against other Democrats, not up against Donald Trump.
0: Thank you, my friend. We'll see you on CNN all day today because you carry the load for the rest of them.
10: I don't know about that, but well, we're going to have a Tuesday night election night, so I'm going to be in Virginia. You know, there's a, we could see some interesting uh, results come out of Mississippi, uh, Kentucky, and in Virginia, where the state house races are up. Uh, perhaps maybe a, a foreshadowing of what's to come next year. So uh, there are there are votes being cast uh, tomorrow.
0: All right, man. Thank you. That's uh, Ryan Nobles from CNN, and quite a trooper. You could hear that he was being shot by an alien's laser gun throughout that call, <laughs> and yet he continued to uh, do his report. Very impressive. Remember, Pat Brady said it first a long time ago. This ain't so much about Trump. This is about who the Democrats run against Trump. And right now, this is the best news Trump has had in a long time in these polls from the New York Times this morning. Mark from Roselle just won Blackhawks tickets for Sunday night. The Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hawks won last night. 3-2 in Anaheim. Kaner from Taves. Overtime winner. For all the right reasons, Four Seasons. Find them online at fourseasonsheating.com. And again, RoCom with Anna DeValantis. Does another pair of tickets this afternoon? Uh, Mark from Roselle, again, your big winner. Oh, by the way, tomorrow, Kid of the Week. And we could always use more Kid of the Week entries. I love hearing about great kids doing things. Okay? So get us those entries. Go to WGNRadio.com slash contest. You'll see a Kid of the Wink link right there. A Kid of the Wink? No, a Kid of the Week link. And uh, it doesn't mean they're weak. This is really confusing. I thought you were saying the Week wink, like a wink, like a yeah. good wink. Just tell us who your Kid of the Week uh, nominee is at WGNRadio.com slash contest. The uh, Popeye's Chicken Sandwich Sunday Rollout. Here are a few tweets as posted by BuzzFeed. Uh, a man named Kazeem says, the stress on this tweet is palpable. What is Popeye's doing in the impact zone? Chicken wars are on. <laughs> Gee. Bun plus chicken plus pickles equals love. These are all separate tweets that came in yesterday. Hey, y'all, it's Sunday. Get up. And just like before, madness in the streets. A lot of pictures on this uh, feed, including long lines of people uh, standing in line. One says, Popeyes, don't open till 10, but we ready. <laughs> Golly. Just bananas for the new chicken sandwich at uh at popeyes now i will say this uh jay i think you and i are the only two that tried the chicken sandwich or steve did you have it
7: no i haven't tried it yet
0: you and i tried the chicken sandwich in its original run and i would go
2: it's a meh i mean it's it's good i mean it's not like worth standing in line for it's not worth all this hubbub it's fun it's a fast food chicken sandwich so i believe we have
0: chicken gate i believe popeyes created this demand They didn't have a chicken feeding problem. They didn't have a supply line problem. Publicity stunts. They wanted to create more chicken
7: demand. And I'm buying it hook, line, and sinker, baby. I'll be at Popeyes (laughs) right after the show.
0: I am right now trying to get... I've been in touch with chickens throughout the weekend. And I am right now trying to get a chicken to agree to come on the show and tell that story. Uh, We may not be able to get them to go on the record. But the chicken will talk is my hope to talk about this. You know, if a bunch of chickens have been put in some sort of chicken holding facility when they could have been made into sandwiches by now,
2: that's all I'm saying. Guantanamo Bay for chickens. <laughs> for chickens.
0: <sighs> so Popeye's chicken sandwich.
2: But this Wednesday, we're going to have a better chicken sandwich. A yeah, local so yeah, chicken listen, I
0: totally believe you. You know yeah. more about food than I ever have.
2: Try the coop this
0: Wednesday. Uh, so 312 if you want to uh, text in. Yeah, you know what? If you uh, stood in line for a chicken sandwich yesterday and you're not afraid to admit it, uh, tell us that, too, at 312 And we're back from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom next.
8: Ladies and gentlemen. Dean Richards
0: joins us from Channel 9. Citizens of the world. Some of the world's greatest entertainers are here tonight.
1: Ladies and
0: gentlemen, may I present to
1: you. And tonight, guess what? It's going to be Dean. Yeah!
0: and daylight savings time kicked in i don't like sunset at four forty-five. who's with me 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 yeah me. me and i kind of forgot yesterday because all the clocks reset themselves now did you have any clock you needed to reset oh yeah i had a bunch oh yeah what do you live in a museum well, I mean, the like the, the stove, microwave, the stove, the, yeah, the coffee the maker, mm-hmm. oh, everything okay. I have is run by satellite.
2: Wow, to, even Tony the Stark? one in your car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there was a couple, but I mean, you know, in the old days, you had to bring the clockmaker. I in.
2: like it because it's. Pitch dark, and, then, what? and I'm like, wow, well, it feels like it's nine o'clock, but it's really only five. This is fantastic. I've gained hours. You oh, feel like you need to go to bed.
7: Yeah, it's like, oh,
2: tell I, I feel outside. like party time. Yeah, but, it, but it,
7: for those of us who get up really early, it's good because it means it's dark outside, and there's no problem going to bed at eight o'clock.
6: And what time do you wake up Sunday morning? I was up at five thirty <laughs> Sunday morning because I thought it was yeah, you know 7 o'clock. so early.
7: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um
0: and uh, Dean, uh, you're with me on this?
4: I re I definitely I, I don't like it. Uh and resetting you as you know, I have like fifty uh cuckoo clocks in my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have <laughs> Those to Those aren't phone. cuckoo clocks. <laughs> clock to clock to clock. Uh changing each one of them, the, the little uh, German boy and German girl that come up. <laughs> <laughs> and sing a song.
0: Well, here, here's the reason I bring this up: uh, daylight saving time could kill you.
4: Yeah, I know. Uh, metabi- uh, physiologically. Yeah, medically, yeah. it's medically it's not healthy for you.
0: Some of the things that happen on daylight savings time uh, that could kill you: um, risk of a higher a higher risk of heart attacks. Yep. More heart attacks happen. Yeah on uh, the day after daylight savings time. These are all Monday effects, by the way. Obviously, people miss their appointments because they can't figure stuff out. More car accidents in the morning, yep. the first mo- morning, so this morning, in other words. So if you ran into something this morning, just go, ah, daylight savings time. Yep. Call yeah. your insurance guy right now and go, ah, daylight savings time.
4: I was very disoriented yesterday, even by the, just by the one stupid hour. Right?
0: Now, how about this? Longer prison sentences. Statistically, judges are crankier on the day wow. after
2: daylight savings time, but prison they sentences are longer. They should take the day off in order to make sure. Yeah, we should
4: all take the day off.
0: More mining injuries, Dean. I don't have to tell you about that one.
4: Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my coal mining days.
0: What? But here's the upside. They do daylight savings time in Australia as well. Less koala collisions. Really? Yeah. Study showed that uh, daylight savings time... Uh, is is a positive for koalas because it gets light earlier huh. so the traditionally nocturnal animals aren't wandering around in traffic in the morning when people are going to work and getting run over.
2: Hmm. Oh. Who could run over something so adorable? So less koala collisions.
4: So there's an upside. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'd like to end out a positive. How
4: are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a nice weekend. Uh, I was in New York. I interviewed uh, Helen Maron and Ian McKellen. We have a little clip. Uh, to share in a second but uh yeah that was that was nice we had uh, had a nice weekend nice relaxing weekend and just to to keep the relaxation going i'm going to los angeles today to interview uh, christian bale and matt damon you just go back and forth now i just bounce from coast to coast back and forth
0: and christian bale and matt damon are in a new movie that i
4: saw a trailer for what is it ford versus ferrari and what is that it's a race car driver movie in a nutshell.
0: So one's in a Ford, the other's in a Ferrari? See what I did there? I'm no idiot. Is that kind of what we're talking about here?
4: I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> all right. Maybe they play Henry Ford and Jimmy Ferrari.
0: <laughs> um, Alright, well listen, uh, at what point do you stop <clears throat> bouncing from coast to coast?
4: Uh, this should be it for a little while.
0: Okay. All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll I'm gonna come miss back-
4: that delicious air- airport food
0: <laughs> and that delicious air on the airplane.
4: Oh, that's the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best. <laughs> Matt- Whoever is sitting next to me today, make sure that you don't take a shower before you come on the plane, <laughs> right?
0: And take your shoes off.
4: Yep. <laughs> and socks.
0: Um, Ellen is in the news. Uh, there's a star from uh, Mrs. Maisel, the, the big, big uh, show that uh, died over the weekend. Uh, Delta Airlines. Is in the news, and he just said Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. I mean, did they ask about me? Because it would have been three great actors together if I was with those two.
4: It was Sir Ian McKellen, Dame uh, Helen Mirren. And moron Steve Cochran. And, it, as, and as they put it, that damn Steve Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> She's saucy, that Helen Mirren. I like her so much. Yeah. They were both delightful.
0: Does Betty White get jealous when you talk to Helen Mirren?
4: A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame her. She's you know? like, which... <laughs> Which, which one are you talking to? I almost said a bad word. <laughs> you know, this central standard time thing is got <laughs> Daylight out. Daily standard time, yeah, more Dropping cursing. bad words like crazy. Yeah, more
0: cursing on Monday mornings. All right, Dean's coming back with us in a second i I'm more on entertainment. And John is an uh, apprentice more on, uh, you can ask a question if you like. I'm, I'm thinking of one. I got it. Okay, I'm excited for you.
1: You'll be calling his name. Oh, 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 oh. Dean Richard, the entertainment
0: Back to Dean now Moron Entertainment Our apprentice moron John DeCos is here this morning
4: it's unusual for John to be there on a Monday, isn't That's it? That's true. That is true. But it's I'm unusually-
0: flying to L.A. I'm interviewing Christian Bale today. <laughs> Ooh,
4: <nice.
1: laughs> I'm just hoping nobody smells next to me on the plane. That's all I'm
4: saying.
0: That's a really odd coincidence.
4: in <laughs> my act. <laughs> um, Ellen, Ellen is going to get a trophy. She is uh, going to be honored with the second annual Carol Burnett Award at the Golden Globes in uh, January 5th. Of next year, the Carol Burnett Award is uh, an award that's given to someone who's made outstanding contributions in the television medium, both on and off the screen. So it's uh, you know kind of like a career achievement award, kind of like a kind of like a humanitarian. Uh, you get award. those
0: generally though when you're out of show business or people told you to get out or it's over.
4: Yeah, when you're older. But you know, nice that Ellen does a lot and gives away a lot of money. Uh, to charities and uh, she does a lot of good so that's uh it's a nice thing
0: okay uh by the way uh you're playing for a certificate for desktop pre-lit sports themed artificial oh, tree from oh, tree time christmas oh, creations in oh. lake barrington Join dean this sunday from 9 a.m to 1 p.m for his annual tree time special live broadcast yep. all attendees get an uncomfortable background plus a 15 percent dean discount
4: yep it's my annual uh, day before Veterans Day celebration that we have at uh, Tree Time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to win
4: my Veterans Day tree,
0: <laughs> if you would like to win, um, well, yeah, you know what? Let's do it this way. If you like to win, we'll play a special Factor Fiction at the end of this segment. Oh, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Dean can help you if you need help, but call now if you'd like to. Uh, get this uh, desktop prelit sports team daughter Fisher Street from Tree Time Christmas wow. Creations very nice one seventy two hundred. continuing on Mrs Maisel
4: news uh, yeah the marvelous Mrs Maisel series uh, extremely popular winning all kinds of awards but over the weekend one of its uh, stars uh, Brian Tarantina who played uh, the MC of the comedy club the Gaslight uh, Comedy Club where Mrs Maisel would uh, perform. Was found dead in his uh, Manhattan apartment. Uh, the officials have not released a cause of death yet. TMZ is reporting that narcotics were found in the uh, house. So we're waiting for official cause of death. He was 66 years old.
0: Mazel, not Mazel.
2: Yeah, Mazel. Oh, such yeah. a good show. You oh, love it. It's my it. favorite. I can't yeah. wait till
0: it comes back. I think like in January, right? I think. I don't know. Right yeah. now I'm looking up Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's a Delta Airlines story?
4: Delta Airlines uh, had been showing the Elton John uh, movie Rocket Man, and also this uh, coming-of-age uh, movie called Book Smarts on their films. Somebody noticed that both of the films had been heavily edited, and all the uh, same uh, same-sex uh, scenes had been taken out of the movies, and. Uh, Pointed it out to Delta Airlines, you know, what? what's the deal with that? And Delta Airlines said they didn't even realize it. They get their films from a third-party source, uh, and they've restored the original versions of the movies that will now be airing on their flights again. Um, and uh, Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. Lovely uh, people. They have a new movie that will be coming out November the 16th called The Good Liar. Uh, two seniors go on a dating site, find each other, uh, kind of hit it off. You know, it, it, they become uh, kind of attracted to each other. Uh, their relationship is uh, going great. This is not a spoiler for the movie. It's very early on the premise. That it turns out that the basis for this uh, relationship is a huge con job, trying to steal all the money from the uh, the wealthy widow. So that's what this movie is. Uh, you know, the the basic premise of this. It's really interesting. It's so well acted, so beautifully written. Um, and you know, I I think it's nice when uh, a an experienced actress like Helen Mirren can take uh, a young and -and up-and-coming actor like Ian McKellen under her wing. (laughs) That's one of the things we talked about. It must be uh, lovely for you, Helen, to take uh, a young and up-and-coming actor uh, under your wing and help prop absolutely. him up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, guide him and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. give yeah. him yeah. gentle yeah. hints yeah. And, and tell him how to say lines yeah. sometimes, yeah. how to get the laugh.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very grateful. It's not often written. you work
4: with someone that's as really old. As <laughs> <Is
3: it>?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised that this was the first time on screen that you both have worked together. Yes, it surprises us, actually. It's like, come on, guys. Has it taken you this long to put us together? Oh. You know, we're fantastic together. But I we know. did, do, of course, do a play together, yeah. so if someone oh, had the idea. It, that's
5: just chance, isn't it? And, and yeah. I suppose if we, if we were both producers, we might have organised it. Mind you, I, I look at... Uh, Helen's films and think why aren't I in it somewhere and I think perhaps, uh, I don't know if you've seen the latest Captain of the Great, which will be shown here, wonderful, and I feel I'm in that, but I'm not <laughs> um, Yes, but an we're,
4: x we're fami- men they would have yes, been the good role for me in men you know But
5: we're <laughs> very familiar with yeah. each other, we're grounded in the same sort of attitudes.
4: Yeah, I'm honoured now to be known as the person who saved your life in the elevator. Yes, you do as it was the the yes. door was closing yeah. on Helen, and I heroically jumped <laughs> in <laughs> and opened the door and saved not only her, but her cappuccino <laughs> uh, also at the yes. same time. So yes. I have a new Well, I look forward I to lie.
6: traveling up in the
4: elevator with you <laughs> some <laughs> would sometime one, soon. my honor. Sometimes. I'm a hero. I'm a hero now. God bless the work you're doing. I saved her life. She was about to be crushed by an elevator door. If you want to meet
0: Hero Dean this Sunday at Tree Time, <laughs> Al, you've got to win Fact or Fiction. John, what is this Fact or Fiction question that you can use Dean as help for if he needs him? Okay,
1: here you go. The only word, there is only one word in the English language that ends in M-T, and that word is the word dreamt. Fact or Fiction. Say it again? There's only one word in the English language ending with the letter M-T, and that word is dreamt.
5: Hmm. Dean, what do you think?
4: Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm I'm going to say yeah. I think that there must be another one. I the same.
1: All right. Okay. No, it's a fact.
0: Is that right? <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> How bizarre! You know, I feel that question was unfairly accurate. I didn't I didn't <clears> ask <throat> it the same way twice. So now nah, he's a winner. Yeah, Al's a winner. Al, you're lucky we're running out of time, so you're a winner. Hold the line, buddy. Hold that line. Thank you for calling. I'm in my head. I'm going contempt.
2: I'm Googling (laughs) this because I just can't believe it.
4: Blamped. It's hard to believe that there's not.
2: Right. There's a lot that ended in LG. Like
4: you guys
1: smoke. now sound like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Super empt. <Yeah.
0: califragilistic laughs> I, I, I
5: knew it was right the whole time.
0: Dave knew it was right.
1: Yeah.
5: Big liar.
0: How dare you question a moron uh, apprentice like John? <laughs> I, I like
1: being called a big liar by Dean. That's my best. That's yeah. the best. He's I'm a, a big liar.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to consult with a professor on this. <laughs> because, <laughs> so,
0: Spend uh, the rest of the morning ignoring your TV duties canceling, to get back to canceling us. Canceling my trip to L.A. To do yep. a little research. Until we get an answer.
4: What about, wait, what, what was the word you said? Dreamt Dreamt. Dreamt. Dreamt.
0: You're thinking of schmempt and it uh, turns out that's not a word.
2: Oh no, I'm looking. This is fascinating. What about
4: undrempt?
2: oh
0: well there you go you're dean you're good what you're about re,
4: re-dreamt <laughs> turns
0: out there's thousands thank you buddy we're back with your headlines next at 720 wgn all right so uh here's a deal uh i think it was friday some viral video came up that um i just asked a very i think thoughtful question at the end of the show going well why 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 i know why i know does anybody remember what the video was we were talking about at the end of the show friday
2: Anybody? We were talking about the guy that uh, cooks and watches movies, or was it With the, Bill and Wendy? Right?
7: Or was it the little kid and the coach? The letter where the kids started. See, I get why that's
0: a viral video. I get why cute dogs are a viral video mm-hmm. and cute kids. The ones I don't get is like uh, it goes viral because you, you, people want to watch you playing a video game.
1: Well, I was gonna say you asked what we looked. These are actual viral videos. These are actual viral uh, videos right now. There's a a kid who destroys a pumpkin. Just just, destroys it. Just goes around and destroys different sized pumpkins. How much? 473,000
0: people saw that one. So in other words, they saw the tag. It said, Kid Destroys Pumpkin, and they decided to watch it. Yes. And then
1: they have... This is my favorite, actually. The uh, the, uh, three guys... First one to leave the pool, I'm sorry, last one to leave the pool wins $5,000, and that's been going on for a while, 17 million views of three guys standing
0: in a pool. And then they just like have a, a time-lapse clock or something? I it's It actually is in real time. <laughs> Who gives him the money? I, I don't know. I, don't I have no it. idea. So it's the last guy to leave I haven't leave gotten the pool. to the end yet. <laughs> What's, uh, how
1: long do you stay in the pool? Do we know? No, they nobody's won yet. It's still going on. You can still check in. All three are still in the pool. I guess, you know, I would say the reason you get out is because you have to pee, but you're in the pool. Yeah, you just yeah. let it go, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and this is the best. Uh, the salmon ch- challenge. I know mean, you told me about this. This cannot be true. This is absolutely true. So all you have to do is run into a lake, a pool, any water... And you have to uh, go back and forth like a salmon trying to get upstream. You imitate the salmon, hit the water, and that one has generated 57 million views.
0: And these are adults who jump into a pool, any body of water, and wiggle like a salmon. Wiggle like a salmon. That's the whole thing. That's it. Then they go to another person. 57 million views. All right, now you think back in the history of, say, YouTube. Um, I remember the viral video of the little kid that bit his brother's finger. I remember the one of the little kid who came back from the orthodontist or the dentist. He was still gassed up and he was, uh, you know, a little goofy. He was on the goofy gas. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I remember a million videos of uh, troops coming home and families greeting them. Or them surprising their kids at school, or surprising their kids at home, or dog seeing a soldier after a long time. I remember all those. I could give a rat's butt <laughs> about the salmon video. Yes. I mean, is there any reason to
1: be to care about why? Why would I watch that? No, I, I have no idea. But the fact that we're talking about it, I can assure you that people will go watch it now.
0: Huh? Uh, Vivian, come in here, please. Uh, you, have a, you have a viral video that you remember that sticks out in the history of, of viral videos, a history of YouTube?
2: Um, I mean, there's been a ton of great cat videos, but... Um,
0: I want to just play back that sentence you just said, there's been a ton of great cat videos. <laughs> there
2: have been. I mean, recently it was Cinderblock, the 25-pound cat that was working on a water treadmill and it managed to sit down and only use one paw to walk and everyone identified with the cat. But one of my favorite viral videos is the kid that's talking to his mom and he's trying to rationalize with her and he, the mom's name is Linda and he's like, listen, listen, Linda, 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 and he's a little Linda kid. listen. Little yeah. kid? Yeah, that's great. See, it's hard to mess with cute little kid videos.
6: Yeah, like the, the one um, African-American guy and his baby and they talk to each other. And they were sitting on the couch having this conversation. Oh, yes, yes. And oh, all yeah. that is like my favorite. The baby like and he's like, I, Oh, I agree.
7: What about the little kid that has just had uh, some dental procedure and he's still high on the gas? <laughs> That's what I was talking about. You ate oh, you, you, like your those. Mentioned right. that one I don't like but, those. The, but then there's also the dog that uh, talks about bacon. Oh, the maple bacon. Maple
5: bacon. You ate
2: it? Anything with a kid I think the videos you question are the ones that are viral right now. For example, people open up people opening up mystery Amazon boxes and getting a million views because and you don't know oh what's dumb. in the box and people will watch them do that. There's also so, like huge, opening your mail. Mm-hmm, there's a huge mukbang craze where you watch people eat or you watch. Wait, people, What's a mukbang? It's um, it started in Asia and you just watch people eat their dinner. And now it's this craze. And there's how slow
0: of, is your life have to be if you click on a video to watch someone eat dinner?
7: Maybe you're hungry or on a diet. The people that do these (laughs) videos are millionaires now, by the way. They get paid so much money.
0: Well, we don't know if we've cracked the uh, code here, but we're going to try in a brand new segment I like to call... Why isn't this viral? Viral. (laughs) Viral. Viral is actually a combination of viral video. Viral. Why isn't this viral? So John and I have been talking, and we really couldn't come up with the perfect idea for this, but we like this one. John is going to be on the phone when we come back, and he's going to go around the station uh, uh, looking for the perfect place to take a nap at work and uh, give you some office nap tips and then actually find a uh, a horizontal spot to lay down. Viv, you'll tape this?
6: I'll tape you'll it. You'll shoot
0: this? Sounds good. And, uh, and then we'll post it. And then you can tell us why isn't it viral. I, I think for starters here on day one, if we get five shares... That to me would be viral for that us. That would be viral. And uh, Mary Samber came up with
1: the, the cheese being thrown at the face. Yeah, we're not doing that. Okay, but do you remember that? Yeah. I do she's right. absolutely right. That was, that was viral videos where slices it. of yeah. cheese would and be kids, thrown at
0: babies' heads. <coughs> it's just mean. It was completely mean. So do a traffic update, and then you get set up. You'll be on the phone with me while you walk around the office looking for the perfect place to take a nap at work. Okay. Okay? All right. We'll come back and do that. And the uh, Steve Cochran Show continues. By the way, a lot of people are still texting in on the John Factor fiction question uh, with words that end in M-P-T.
2: Yes. No. It's M-T. Yes.
0: M-T. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. Um, <laughs> as in mary and tom m and in mary t as in tom
0: 773 steve as somebody who makes money off youtube videos the reason why there's such a high value of views is because of a youtube celebrity you become a greater influencer now i get that it's not unusual they'll have that many views mary just asked where do they get the money from usually it's a sponsor mm-hmm. uh or it's because of the adsense revenue money adsense is like the nielsen of ratings for this stuff yes is that true I believe so. Uh, Revenue money that they make for videos. Um, Mr. Beast is notorious for giving away lots of money. I don't know who Mr. Beast is. Uh, Billions watch people playing video games. Really? Billions? Isn't it sad enough that millions watch people playing video games? Do we have to make it billions? I mean, even if it's true, do we have to? Really?
2: Well, you know, you're a big fan of the autonomous sensory meridian response, otherwise known as ASMR.
0: You just explain to me what this is. This is uh, audio sounds that make people feel certain ways?
2: It hits a portion of the brain that is responsible for the goosebumps or the tingling sensation you may have. If someone brushes up against you just very slightly or plays with your hair, that type of...
0: So is it all pleasant or is it like fingernails on a chalkboard as well? It's
2: all mostly pl- pleasant. It's someone whispering, whispering. Is
7: that like the feeling you hair. get when a ghost comes into the
0: room? Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, they either whisper. There's also, they use objects, crinkling, plastic, little brushes, The gentle, they'll wrap something with um, saran wrap and then move it, manipulate it to make the sounds. So it's very soft sounds, but it's interesting.
0: (laughs) By the way, and several other textures wanted to point out before we go to John on this that daylight savings time was in the spring. Uh, We're now in standard time. Yes, that's
7: true. And it's it's daylight saving times. Daylight saving time. No S. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. (laughs) It would have been much more effective if you didn't stumble on the correction. That, that's also what people are appear to be upset about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's daylight savings
7: Every, time. Everyone no, is daylight a saving time.
2: Saving and no savings. No, it's, it's yeah. like I, I prefer field. to think of it as a no, good no time to it's save like money. RB's RBI's, so. <laughs> yeah. it's,
5: And it's Chase Daniel, not Chase Daniels.
0: I believe it's <laughs> daylight savings <laughs> times. And it's the jewels. Yeah, the jewels. <laughs>
3: the
0: soldiers <laughs> field.
2: Basically everyone is mad at us.
0: All right, so we're now we're trying to, I'm trying to get John a viral video here uh, in a new segment called Why oh, isn't this viral? Because I like the accusatory tone of it. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. All right. I think we all understand you're not supposed to take a nap at work. Even in show business or the lazy flock, uh, you're not supposed to. But we get tired on this show. So I thought you walking around the station looking for a good place to nap while you give out nap tips would be good. And Vivian's going to shoot this and we're going to post it.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, it's funny. Uh, who would know this better than uh, you know the people on the morning show? Because we do get up so early uh,
0: that I, many times, I do leave the studio to go find a place to nap. So this is right up my alley, actually. All right, so you sound like you're in the men's room.
1: Yeah, well, I'm actually in the, uh, what is it, the mult It's just, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it. Anybody can come in here, bathroom? What is that called? Oh, the
0: unisex bathroom.
1: The unisex bathroom, and that's... Uh, so what, here's a good place, because a lot of people don't know this. There's a, uh, there's a uh, what do you call it, a closet here, and you can actually get in the closet. Uh, and because it's so tight, so I'm getting in the closet now. See, when you shut the door, I don't know if you can hear the door being shut. It's so tight that it holds you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you could sleep okay. in, in that position. You can, you can sleep vertically. Yeah. You sleep
2: like a horse. That's how the, the, astronauts,
7: yeah. so tell the yeah. astronauts sleep on the space station.
2: Yeah,
0: well, let me just say exactly. that I think the sounds emanating from those outside the closet would be disturbing. All right, move on. What else? Give well, me another spot. Oh, you locked lock the door.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Well,
7: and then, then once we, you the get caught place. in the bathroom, you can also uh, spend the day in jail, and you can definitely nap in jail. Yeah.
0: Joe knows. Super Joe so did his okay. time. All right, so where are you going so now?
1: Okay, I'm actually in the engineer's room right now.
0: The, engineer, um, the engineers, cool. uh, the the Star Wars suite where all the buttons and stuff are? No, this one, I don't know what this is. This looks like where they do arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> There's an engineering office with lots of uh, pieces and parts of things they're allegedly putting yeah. together.
1: All this metal stuff, yellow containers and all this stuff. But here's what's cool about this place. In the corner between the containers is a uh, it's like a case or something, you can lay on that. When you put your head back, no one can see you.
0: I got to believe there's... A, I'm sure... No, listen, these are great, but I got to believe there's an actually comfortable place you could lay down. Again, if you're just I, turning I, I, the radio on...
1: What did you say? I almost fell asleep in the engineer's room.
0: There, There is. If you're just turning this on, we're trying to get John in the viral video category with how to take a nap at work. Um, we have all those couches in the lounges. Can't you go in there?
1: Um, yeah, here's, I'm going to go there, but here's the thing, and this is my only concern about this, is that, um, yes, we're in the couches, but everybody knows you're taking a nap, so you have to do a little trick so that they understand that you're not napping. What are, what are uh, you? just say hi. Wake up! Inverture, well, just tell me to wake
0: up. Oh, so you're actually in the green room now.
1: I'm in the 720 lounge, but here's, here's the key. So, here's what you have to do. And I'm going to do this. Vivian's going to record me. So, to take the nap, you have to keep the lights off. Okay? Okay. And you have to put your left hand on top of your head and over your eyes so that people think you're distressed.
0: Oh, so you're like, you're, oh, I see what you're saying. So, people are going to think you're upset. You're having an emotional breakdown of sorts, and they're Correct. not going to want to disturb you.
1: Don't 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 bother me. Well, I'm good. having an emotional breakdown. And in reality, you're taking some disease.
0: All right. So as long as you don't snore, okay. that works like a million bucks.
1: Well, I've never snored. I've never heard myself snore.
0: All right. So there you go. That's a good tip. What about if you were in an office that had a lock on the door? Couldn't you leave the lights on and nap, and everybody thinks you're in a meeting?
1: Oh, you know that's a good one, Steve. That is a good one. I could go into. I could very easily go into the conference room. The key there is, though, you have to keep your back to the door.
0: Oh, sure, sure.
1: So they don't see what you're doing, and they don't want to bother you. They go, oh, let's not bother John. He's probably working on a stupid voice.
0: Could you do like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off loop of some sort of audio on your phone so it looks like you're actually listening to your speakerphone, and in fact you're sleeping?
1: That's, That's actually a good idea. Like I could, I could play, I could play you on the radio,
0: <laughs> and that would put you to sleep, huh? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's that's a thought. That's a thought. Um, and uh, stand by because Brian is calling. Yes, Brian.
1: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: You have George Costanza
1: uh, nap just, tips. So the, the
0: whole conversation is reminding me of Seinfeld when George Costanza made a bed underneath his desk. Yeah, he kind of made a. a he he kind of camped out under there, didn't he? What? <laughs> I said he kind. <laughs> are you dozing off? He kind of camped out underneath the desk, right? He made it like his own little place. You no, know, it
3: was a little. It was actually a little bed area where he could sleep. So that way, if he had his door locked, where else they would, wouldn't see was not in the office, but he was under his desk sleeping.
0: So you would recommend sheets, pillows. Possibly some uh what are the the scents, the uh calming scents? Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy, all of that. Thank you, uh Brian, I appreciate it. All right, John, so where have you chosen? Where will you nap? Well
1: actually uh, I'm I'm glad Brian called. He's absolutely right. I just went into the kitchen area uh where the bagels are. I'm underneath the cabinet now. <laughs> Uh, by the garbage can, and he is absolutely right. It's dark. Nobody knows I'm here. And here's the best part: if they see me, they're not. Even, they're going to think I'm nuts.
0: Right? They're so not going to talk to you. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so we'll uh, so. so you. So see if you can get some sleep. Uh, okay. And and uh, we'll uh, we'll post this later. And wow, that was quick. We'll post this later, and uh, we'll see. You know, uh, if it gets, I don't know, five, six, seven million views. I don't want to push my luck, but that seems right.
2: <laughs> well, we might be aiming a little high there. Well, will see.
0: The Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, that's where we go next.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, 910. You were trying to explain this yonder thing the other day to me. Explain it to me again. It's a pouch.
2: It's a pouch. Do I need a kangaroo for this? <laughs> no, you don't. I know that would be a lot more fun, but it's a pouch. And once once you get into the vicinity of the area that's on lockdown in terms of no phones, concert, a theater thing, right, whatever, or a classroom, no phones are allowed because of uh, it's wired as through Wi Fi or you know whatever the system is. It locks the pouch, so you can't access the pouch. And then, how do you get your phone back? Eventually, you get. A, I mean, once you leave the venue, you're out of the vicinity. You usually turn in the pouch to the to the folks, and
0: then they unlock yeah. it and give your yeah. give your phone mm-hmm.
2: back. Or or you give them the phone. They put it in the pouch. and They keep the pouch. But there's been different methods I've seen
0: used. Wait, can can you uh, match it with whatever accessories you have so it doesn't look like you're wearing a fanny
2: pack? Of course, Steve. For you,
0: yeah. Uh, the founder of Yonder is on the phone, Graham Dagoni, and uh, let me start with Graham. Good morning, Graham. Stand by, Graham. Let me do this with a switch now. Good morning, Graham. Morning. This sounds like a brilliant idea. Am I wrong?
11: <laughs> I think it's maybe uh, it's necessary and helpful. Hopefully. All
0: right. So you know, I, I think of blocking. I think like an RFID wallet or a passport protector. But this is more than that, right?
11: Well, the idea is pretty simple. The idea is to create completely device-free spaces in kind of a modern urban setting, you know. It, you can think about it as kind of smoking and non-smoking sections um, related to technology. All
0: right, so give me a few places or, or people that have used this. Uh, Louis C.K. did um, or is using it now when he's he, back on tour? He did use it at Zaney's and Rosemont. This... Okay.
11: I mean, the big ones that on the, uh, on the artist side are Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Jack White, Madonna, uh, people like that, and then you know the other big part of the company is we're focused around education. So it's it's phone free schools and classrooms.
0: And we want to get to a uh, principal here in just a second who is using it and and, and loves it. Um, so when you sell the tickets to these various shows, how do they let people know that yonder's a part of this? Because I assume it's mandatory, right?
11: Yeah, it is. Well, they shoot out a, um they shoot out a note by email when people purchase the tickets, and it's on the website, so people know. They're coming to a phone-free show, Um, you know, and then they're aware that they get to keep their phone in their possession all night. It just goes into a pouch that mechanically locks and stays in your pocket. So if you need to use your phone during the show at all to talk to the babysitter or something, you just step out to a phone use area. That's like the smoking section, basically. And the performance area would be the phone-free, you know, non-smoking section.
0: All right. So am I wrong to assume that uh, people are going to sneak in or try to with their phones?
11: Oh, it happens occasionally, but a lot less than you'd think. I think most people understand that it's nice to have a break from uh, being able to be emailed and texted and people taking photos all the time.
0: Yeah, because part of the reason you're always on your phone is because your phone's always on you, and if you can't get to it, it makes a difference. Um, So that's part of the brilliance of this. How much does it cost?
11: Oh, it depends on the capacity of the venue or things like that, but we do a daily rental, so we try to keep it affordable and... um,
0: yeah what, the the, the ballpark it like what's typical
11: oh it totally depends if it's a daily rental for a for a tour or if it's a long term for a school but if it's something like yeah, like a, what's a daily you know, cost? on the show you could peg it around potentially a couple bucks
0: well that's nothing right yeah. and, and then
11: well, it just depends
0: and then if somebody is on their phone and everybody else is yondered up can you take your yonder out and smack them over the head with it is that legal <laughs>
11: I think people do that verbally, psychologically, and that's that's kind of, I think, part of the idea is that everyone steps into a room, a school, or a venue, and they say, hey, for this period of time, no one's going to be on their phones, and that's going to be good. It's going to make the show better. We're all going to enjoy talking. So when someone does try to flout that, I think it is, you do see people kind of come together and put that person in their place a little bit, which is... Um, i think kind of nice for etiquette you
0: know so instead of crowdsourcing vivid or or, i mean your g by the way it's crowd shaming
2: (laughs) exactly well
11: (laughs) social psychology or whatever yeah
2: um so who else besides concerts am i are using this product obviously maybe schools that are administrating important tests that they need to ensure that kids aren't cheating on their phones with but what other what other potential uses do you see for this
11: well, we're in all sorts of spaces. I mean, we are we're on Broadway with Lin Manuel Miranda's new play. We're in courthouses. We're in production facilities. We're in dentist's office. Anywhere that you could imagine that the idea of a phone free space would be helpful. We do weddings. We do events. Auto shows. Movie screenings. So they really range from uh, they can be you know kind of things that relate to privacy and people wanting privacy all the way down to their individual home to things that are much uh, much broader. So. It really is based in a, yeah, much broader view. You, I guess.
0: This is everybody at Thanksgiving yeah. ought to have this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely.
11: Well,
2: right. no, then they'll be forced <clears throat> to talk to each other. Steve, <laughs> that well, might not true. be a great thing. It depends on the family. Yeah. Um, are you guys the leader in the market, or is there is there a lot of competition in the area right now?
11: Uh, there is no competition. We've created, I guess, the market.
2: Wow. Okay. So maybe I made it more technically advanced than I intended. It sounds to.
0: very cool. Are you a public company?
11: No, we're not a public company, and we're not, um, you know, we're not VC backed or anything. So we're trying to, you know, doing it ourselves and um, enjoying the process. I'd like
0: to invest in this company. Is where I'm going with this program. I Graham see this. Pick up
11: yeah, that. Uh, I'm talk offline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Adam here. Adam Gelb is vice principal at San Mateo High School. Here's the school application for this. Uh, good morning, Adam.
12: Hey, good morning. Thanks for
13: having me on. Uh, Three years after the Cubbies won the World Series, I'm a diehard Cubbies fan. So uh, anything I can do to help the Chicago folks in education, um, please have them reach out to me.
10: Can
0: you play quarterback?
13: The Bears will get on track next week. I like your attitude. I like your attitude.
0: Um, All right, Adam. So how does this yonder thing work in school?
13: Yeah, so we did a um, we did a pilot last year, and we did it just in individual classrooms. So when you walk into a classroom, it's just like a concert. You get your pouch, there's a magnetic base, you lock up your phone, it can stay in your backpack, on your desk. Teachers would kind of monitor if it's locked or not. Um, we did it with about 18 teachers and about 500 students just in those classrooms. And what we found out after that pilot was teachers were more likely to stop being the bad guy if it was every teacher, every student, bell to bell. So in the morning this year, phones get in those pouches, just like a concert, and it's locked the entire school day. And then they unlock the pouches when they get ready to dis- dis- dismiss at the end of the school day.
0: And, and and you can jump back in here, Graham, too. The one thing I would expect, first off, is whining. Uh, but beyond whining, <laughs> in the concert setting or even in the school setting, Adam, you could speak to this, How often do you have people who aren't used to not having their phone or are getting up and running out and trying to get it unlocked? Graham?
11: Well, I'll speak to the concert side. I think Adam can speak to the school side better than me at this point. I mean, in the concert side, it's not very often. What you see is people step in. Let's say it's a 5,000 person show. People step in for the first five minutes or so. They're fidgety. People don't know what to do with their hands. And after that, it kind of bleeds away and people forget about their phone altogether and have a good time
0: the same in school
13: yeah well you know we're dealing with screenagers here and so the, the, these screenagers are addicted to these devices right. whether it be oh. a five-minute check during passing period or a full-on investigation where a test is captured on a picture and airdropped to hundreds of people in live time and so we do have uh students trying to bring their own magnets we have students trying to put calculators or dummy phones in their that? pouches and we do the Yeah, we do the best we can to enforce the rules. And there are some exceptions to the rules because I got a lot of questions last year during our stakeholder meetings about students with diabetes. Um, What do we do for medical exceptions? And so the policy doesn't fit perfectly for everyone. So we've tried to revise and improvise what we uh, set forth uh, in our work over the summer to try and prepare for this large of a school um, being cell phone free for the whole day.
2: And, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. And Graham, I misspoke earlier when I was talking about how the pouch locked. It's a so it's a magnetic type lock, the same type of lock that you often see at retail stores with the security tag on clothing, right?
11: Yeah, it's simple. It's very mechanical, and the reason we did that is there's less moving parts. There's no need to for electricity. And it's really quick when you're coming in and out of large venues.
0: I hadn't thought about the cheating with the cameras yeah. and the phones <laughs> yeah. in school. You know, this is disappointing to me, because in the 70s, when I was in high school, I graduated in 79. You had to work to cheat. You yeah. had to put some effort into <laughs> yeah. it. It wasn't just snap a picture and airdrop it to all your friends. So, I, I, listen, Adam Gell, I like what you're saying about this, because it sounds promising.
13: We've, we have our student and parent survey going out this week. Uh, we're 12 weeks into the school year. Uh, teachers are ecstatic. Teachers can feel like they can take some risk in the classroom by giving uh, tests without having to look over the student's shoulders. They can put students in group work and make sure they're on task. They don't have to confiscate phones and wonder what to do with a confiscated phone and worry about losing it or damaging it. And so our surveys this year for students and parents go out. And our district, which has five or six other high schools, are looking to implement it district-wide. And then, you know, nation, uh, there's schools nationwide that have been reaching out to come visit our high school because we're in the heart of Silicon Valley. Right. I think that's why we're getting a little bit more of attention. And our school has 1,800 students, and we're cell phones free the whole day.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Come see us back home in Chicago.
13: We will. We will. We'll, we'll come back and check out a Bears game when they get back on track.
0: All right. Thank you, Adam. And, Graham, thank you. You've got something here that's pretty impressive. Uh, if I want to buy one or, say, ten for Thanksgiving, can you do that?
11: <laughs> I'll shoot us an email, and we'll see what we can do for you.
0: I like how he's making up the rules as he goes along, because it's his damn company. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for, for event planners, acts, things like that, people are just getting aware of this, what's your website?
11: it's uh www.overyonder.com <laughs> overyonder.com
0: y o n d r yes correct all right overyonder.com i like it i like it am i wrong no I, I totally agree the the more we can take that cell phone out of your daily you know when it's not there all the time is right great. Let's play a couple rounds of Factor Fiction and give away some of these prizes here. 312 981 7200. If you'd like to be a big winner, you've come to the right show. 312 981 7200. Factor Fiction. When we come back. Hi to everybody on CLTV. Dave, look, it's our friends from CLTV. Hi, friends. Hi, Hello, friends. friends. Hello. And this is 720 WGN. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction? The same thing: show causiness, addiction. The cause will like the fake one. Make your choice, and then the game's done. Kathy and Westmont. Kathy, here's your fact or
1: fiction question, John. Here you go, Kathy. Uh, the Boston Marathon did not allow female runners
0: until 1951. That sounds believable. Wrong, but believable. Kathy, what's your gut feel? It's a fact. Think it's a fact? Yes. John? No, it was 1972.
1: Oh, oh but I don't like to, You know what, John? <laughs> I mean, no, Those,
2: those aren't know. fair where it has I to do with See, the See, I know. Here we go. You Here know, Kathy, go. I don't okay, like John's Kathy
0: attitude. Wins. Kathy no. wins. <laughs> Kathy, you win. Hold on. Uh, Donna's in LaGrange Park. Donna, are you ready? Yes,
8: good morning.
0: Hi, how are good you? Good morning, Donna. Uh, ABBA, Abba. the group ABBA, turned down
1: a $1 billion offer to do a reunion tour. $1 billion to do a reunion tour. If this is true, how much must they hate each other? Good question. A
7: billion dollars. I'm going to
12: say
11: it's true.
1: Oh, you are so right. Ding, what? ding, ding. <laughs> Yes. Okay, oh, hold on a second. $250 a piece, and they turned it down. Okay, how
0: would you make the money back? I don't know. I don't know. There is no billion-dollar <clears throat> grossing tour.
1: Yeah, but they were offered $1 billion. All
5: right, Donna, you're a winner, too. Could have been for like
0: 10 years. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Dave, you're super smart. Mm-hmm. Lorraine's in Burbank. Lorraine, here's John. Hi. Hi, Hi
1: Lorraine. Uh, the closest living relative to the T-Rex today
0: is the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gee, you think that's true?
2: I think it's true. I think it's true. I think. Well, I thought it was me.
1: Fact or fiction? Fact. She can never get fact or fiction. <laughs> <laughs> she says
2: fact. It is a fact. Let me know. What? what about yes. the, alligator? Thought it the alligator? I was the alligator. Birds this, are yeah. the closest uh, relative to uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. That's very so sure. crazy no. <laughs> just,
1: well,
5: that's
0: why we eat so much chicken.
5: They're coming to
1: get us. I enjoy Dave during these Factor Fictions more than anybody else. <laughs>
0: Winners get an app gift card from ABT.com and uh, or a Lou Malnati's, uh gift uh, certificate. lumelnaties.com 40 plus Chicagoland locations. Order online at lumelnaties.com By the way, uh, Casey in the Sunshine back uh, <laughs> ah, Screw it. Uh, we're back with the headlines next at 720 WGN. This is an important month. Uh, you know, all of the time we, we've talked about this the other day all the time we have these uh this month or that month awareness months the reason is because they, literally you want more awareness on whatever the particular cause is and uh happy to have on the uh, show right now i'm gonna make sure i get his title right because uh, you know you might be sensitive about it and that is the director of resource and development at let it be us um a young man named ross cochran good morning ross <laughs> good morning how are you I'm happy to
12: almost be here. That's okay. Uh, That's sorry. All right. Yeah, sorry not being in the studio.
0: No, no. Listen, being a dad, a lot of things come up. All right. So am I right about this? This is Adoption Awareness Month?
12: Yes. National Adoption Awareness Month is November, so all month long, a lot of us is going to do whatever we can to not only raise awareness about our own organization, uh, but for the needs for these children we serve, the children in care, and uh, the many, many ways that Everybody can come alongside to help them.
0: Now, there's a tab on the homepage for WGN radio listeners, uh, both at letitbs.org and at wgnradio.com, I believe, as well. But start there. Explain what let it be Us is.
12: So, let it be Us is a, at our core, we are a marketing and recruiting agency dedicated to changing the vision and outcomes of children in foster care in the city of Illinois. What that means is we support the work of DCFS and the other agencies that have children in- um, specifically under their jurisdiction, uh, and we build on their strength by providing innovative ways to recruit new parents to match uh, children who are in emergent need with existing foster parents who may otherwise not have been aware of that child, um, and to do things like this, to get out into the public so that more people become aware of the fact that there are about 16,000 16, Between 16,000 and 18,000 total children in foster care right now. Um, And Illinois is ranked last in every measurable metric in helping these children. It's unbelievable. Um, And Mada is trying to change that. Um,
0: And I know a lot of people in your organization through you and through them. And it really is an amazing group uh, trying to do the right thing um, with various projects. And one of the things that's become... Uh, sort of your thing uh, at BS is BS' uh, Heart Gallery, uh, the Heart Gallery of Illinois. What is that?
12: Yeah, so the Heart Gallery of Illinois is the photo listing service of children in the state who are available for adoption. So every state has some version of a heart gallery. Um, and uh, Illinois is a little unique in the sense that Letta is able to uh, host some of the front end work with that. And then we work with DCFS and our partners um, at the Center of Law and Social Work for Matching children who have already had uh, parental rights terminated in their case uh, with parents who might be good candidates to adopt them. Let be handle sort of the marketing front of it. And then DCFS and the Center of Law and Work pick it up um, at the, on the back end.
0: All right. So we're promoting foster care to adoption. Uh, there's lots of ways you can find out how to be a foster parent it's uh much easier than you think you can maybe can argue it's too easy uh but these kids need <laughs> homes as fast as possible so anybody in the room there are no stupid questions if i said to you g john dave mary steve uh you could be a foster parent what would your question be well i have a where where do these fosters live
1: that they can house sixteen thousand kids <laughs> well it's not one yeah. house <laughs> That would be
0: that would be a very large house. Uh, was my understanding? You said no stupid questions. That one was actually, okay. yeah, that one was, Dave. Well, what about age, uh, Ross,
5: for a potential adoptive parent?
12: Sure. So, um, whether you're fostering or whether you're interested in adoption, uh, there are no age restrictions. There are no uh, gender descriptions that, restrictions. There are no uh, family makeup restrictions. So quick example of that would be, um, I'm actually some good friends of mine. There are two girls who live together, um, and they're two really good friends. They've done life together for years, and they want to be able to become foster parents. They're starting my process right now. Um, and they are going to be able to provide a home for a child who needs to be in a home with two women. Um, and that child may not do as well um, with me. So for a child, maybe parents who are older, um, who may think that you know they can't hang um you are going to be able to offer that a child in care something that me as a 28 year old would not be able to offer them so when the the scope of the issue is so large the nice thing is that the solution is we need everybody we need everybody to step up in ways that they can uh to really help change the system
0: So then you match these kids to potential parents, and as you just said, you need everybody, so the more parents are in the system, the better there is for, better chances for a match?
3: Yeah, so to kind of
12: put it in a general case, case, so a child comes into care in BCFS, right? So let's say that uh, the child lives in McHenry County. Um, We know that 37% of children who come into care in McHenry County wind up being sent out of McHenry County because there's not enough beds. So let's just say that that child um, needs to be in a home with a single parent. Needs like one-on-one attention, right? That caseworker who is a hero, right, who is is doing everything they can for that child, the people who do what DCFS and uh, the caseworkers that we work with do every day is remarkable. Um, Those folks may look and say, oh, I have two options. I have a shelter that's down the street. And I have a bed, like a home, that's an hour and a half away. That is probably going to pick that shelter, right? Right. Because they're overburdened, they're overworked, and they know that at that shelter, at least that child's going to be safe. I'm not knocking shelters. Again, the people who work there are heroes among us. But we know right now that there are hundreds of kids who are in shelters or institutions who don't have to be there. But the reason they're still in that scenario is because we don't have anywhere for them to go. So... You think about, you know, what it means for a child to come of big go into foster care in the first place, and then you add layers of trauma on top of that. And what we try to do as foster parents, my wife and I are foster parents, what we try to do is bring some level of normalcy, some level of peace, some level of comfort back to these kids who definitely need it.
0: G.
2: What percentage of kids in the foster care program is the hope that they'll be reunited with their biological family? Yeah. As as a Great post, yeah.
12: Yeah. So one of the things that is tricky about really what we do every day is that um, there's not there's not a lot of data because everything is so case by case, right? So we know statistically that somewhere between uh, forty to sixty percent of children who go into foster care wind up never going back home.
0: Well, hold, hold on a second, because that's an important number. Forty to sixty percent will never go back to their parents because their parents aren't capable of taking care of them.
12: Not necessarily. So what will happen sometimes is you'll have, um, let's say, a child goes into care at 15 uh, or 16. The legal system may be slow enough where the child winds up eating out of foster care by the time they're 18, right? Um, So the most common way a child exits foster care is by aging out. Um, So what we try to do with abuse and what we try to do by supporting the strength of the agencies we work with is to provide homes. Right, Because we know that uh, almost 80% of the boys uh, who come into foster care by the time they reach age 19 have had some sort of interaction with uh, the Department of Justice if they're not in a family. We know that 3% of these kids um, get a college degree. Uh, and we know that that number is close to 70% in the state of Illinois when they are part of a family. Um, and we know that you know, regardless, if the child goes back home after a weekend, if the child goes back home uh, after two years or if you wind up adopting the child or anything in between, we know that providing an adult who is there to advocate for the child, who that child can see is, p- is saying yes to them, is picking them, is choosing them, is choosing to love them, uh, we know that that changes the child's life.
0: Can you imagine the difference it makes if you're 17 years old and you have a family, even for a year? You know, maybe you go to college then, maybe you, maybe you get into a trade school, whatever, as opposed to not having a family, and obviously little kids and younger kids, It's just an incredibly sad deal, and it doesn't have to be that way. A question I hear all the time is, um, okay, I'd like to do this, but I'm concerned about bringing a a troubled kid into my house with my kids.
12: Sure. So the thing, (laughs) uh, there's two ways to answer that. The first is um, a lot of people who come up and say, oh, hey, I want to help, but express some of those concerns. The first thing I always tell them is that, you know, you need to start by getting your license. And getting your license is a long process that gives you a lot of training uh you'll have 39 hours of training uh so it's a week of work for a child um and in that process you're going to learn a lot about what it means to to care for a child that is in foster care and whatever sort of trauma comes alongside that the other thing though that i would say is after you get your license and let it be us exist to help get your license we offer coaches to help you get through the licensing process and answer questions as you go because it is a confusing process um after you get your license, you're going to be walking in well-equipped uh, to, to take whatever it comes. Um, the thing that I would say to people, too, is that one of the things that my wife and I do, uh, we are respite foster parents. So what that means is we take in children uh, who are either in between houses um, or uh, have, are in a steady living situation, but that person needs a break or that person is going out of town or whatever. So quick example. Uh, we had an eight week old uh, baby boy last year who came into our care and he had been moved eight times in eight weeks. So, M- Lauren and I uh, were very clear with our caseworker that we were not going to be able to adopt this child, that this was not something that we were going to be able to do for the long term because our very first placement. But we were also very clear they said, Oh, can you just take him for a couple days? And we're like, You're not moving him until you know that he's going to go somewhere for long term. So, we wanted him staying with us for 10 days, and just in that 10 days, our caseworker was able to go back to her parents, go back to her list, work with Let It Be Us, and be able to find a home that that child is now thriving in uh, as an almost
0: one-year-old. Right? Makes a so- complete difference. I mean, it makes total sense, and it makes a complete, complete difference on, uh, on how to do this. Now, if you go to letitbeus.org, and you're literally changing kids' lives, uh, there is a WGN listeners click here white button amidst a big block of pink, just to describe it as quickly for you as possible. And you can click there. You guys have uh, another one of these training sessions coming up, informational sessions for, for potential parents?
12: Yeah. So, uh, on November 9th, which is a Saturday at uh, 10, we have an event at UIC, uh, which you can see on our website at letabus.org slash event. Um, so those, these informational fairs are great opportunities for people to come get their questions answered in a group setting. We'll have agencies there. So let's say you come and you are ready to go. You know that you want to be a foster parent and you are ready to start this process. We will have people there who serve the geographical areas that you live in um, who are going able to help you. We also will have our coaches there. So let's say you can't make November ninth, and you look at our – or you go, I have a lot of questions that I don't know if I want to ask them in front of a group. Uh, you can sign up on our website to work with a coach, and the coach's job is to help you get licensed. That's what we exist to do. We're, we're not a licensing agency, I wanna make that clear. However, we are able to assist people as they navigate the licensing process and provide resources and advocacy for them uh, so that you can have a situation which happened to, uh, for one of us where we had a friend, um, I had some people who came to an event in Chicago. I was hosting an event in Chicago uh, in June. It was at a, at a church that we were really excited about and they came in there ready to go. They got connected to an agency And I found out for the event that I hosted in October that they had gotten their license uh, and they have a baby in their home that they're probably going to adopt. So it can happen that quickly where you can wind up, you know, starting your family in three months.
0: We're way late here, but uh, a good question. A bunch of texters uh, texting in, by the way. I was a foster parent and an adoptive mom. It's so worth it. Um, Someone else uh, that I've already lost here because I am so good at this. And it uh, said, uh, "Oh, I see we're proud great grandparents of our granddaughter fostering a little girl and adopted her on August seventh it goes on and on, but here's the question I was re- referencing: What do you do if you want to foster, but you have to go to work school, daycare, how is that handled
12: great question so there are resources that state and other organizations will provide when you go through this. The thing that I would encourage people to look at is there's going to be a million reasons you can look at becoming a foster parent and decide to say no like there are, you know it's it's not easy." Right? But the, the pushback I always give people is uh, it's parenting, right? So if you are willing to step up and be inconvenienced for the sake of a child, you are ready to be a foster parent.
0: But so you're also you saying there's lots of resources so, for help. Yes. Yeah, so if you have to go
12: to work, the state um, helps subsidize some daycare costs at specific daycare providers that your caseworker would be able to walk you through specifically. But I would also encourage you to tell your community, to tell your people that this is something you're thinking of, and you would be surprised at the level of support you'll get back. Yeah, people mom, stepping for example. Up. Yeah, for mom, for example, uh, you know this, Bob. When Lauren and I first told mom that, uh, that we were going to be foster parents, she was really worried because that's kind of her default, right? Um, and, uh, when she was able to interact with the children that we've had in, in our home, um, and she became so in it, understood that, you know, you help that child for however long they're there that when we were telling, uh, you guys that we were going to, uh, have a second kid, right. And when we were telling your kids, uh, you guys about Isaac on Christmas and Abigail wore that shirt that said, uh, big or only child crossed off big sister, right? you've become so invested in getting what we were doing that she looked at me and said, wait, how are we getting this one? So she assumed that, you know, somehow I was hiding a child from her. That was <laughs> a but like, your community will step up. Your community will surround you as you do this, because people recognize that these kids are our kids, and they need help. We're
0: going to do this all week. Ross Cochran, thank you. Uh, Letitbeus.org. Uh, keep up the fine work, son, and uh, thanks for coming on.
12: Can I, can I throw in one last thing? I know you're way late. but
0: but Yeah, well, how would I say no now?
12: There you go. Uh, so just if uh, we have a unique opportunity where we have a, a supporter who has given us a $10,000 matching grant. Um, so if any donation to support our work, uh, we've figured out it costs approximately approximately about $40 a month to support a child in foster care for one month. Okay. Any donation to our work uh, between now and the end of the year will be matched up to $10,000. Um, so corporations, individual supporters, anybody, you can email me directly, Ross Cochran at org. Um, and I would love to have a conversation about how you can support our work, um, including com- coming to some of, uh, fundraisers coming up on December 3rd and December uh, 6th.
0: And raise so 10000 it turns into 20000 Exactly. Great job, son. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. All right. Ross Cochran at LetItBeUs.org. Ross Cochran at LetItBeUs.org. Thanks for asking all you texters. We'll see you tomorrow.